Welcome everybody to Mog Talk. Uh, today is not uh, October uh, 16th, 2021. And if you are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from savage rating to Chocobo Racing. Uh, we have today the best healers in the game. Yeah, I'm just going to say, we got the best healers in the game to come on and talk about Inwalker healing and their thoughts on a lot of information that came out from the media tour. Before we go too much further, of course, I want them to introduce themselves so you know exactly who they are. Ariza, uh, can you tell everybody who you are? Oh, me first? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Ariza. I, I heal, I do like World Prog, uh, and I stream sometimes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know what? Uh, let's go with that. Bobo? Hey, everybody. My name's Momo. I'm a 14 uh, content creator. Uh, mainly focusing around healers, but you know we we dabble in other stuff too. Okay, okay, all right. And then uh, Keo. Hello, everyone. I'm Keo. I'm healer for Thoughts Per Second and do World Racing. Yeah. 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 All right. So as you see, the best healers in the world uh, that that could ever exist are on the show today to talk about. The healing and in Walker. Uh, I I am not a healer. Just to let everybody know, personally, I am I am not uh, one. But I do enjoy it. I think it's cool. I think I like Final Fantasy fourteen healing, in my own opinion. Uh, and I did get a chance to play Sage a little bit. Uh, but I think I I want to know what everyone else's opinion is just right off the bat about healers and what you've seen with the new information coming out. Are you excited? Are you a little bit sad? Or are you just cautious? And that's just an open question for all three of you. Probably depends on fight design. That's the biggest thing, I think. Okay. Okay. Based Kill? on Kill. based on the changes made, I mean, I like... There's certain aspects I like. I, I like us getting a tank cooldown. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as... It's, it's, I, I agree with Momo. It's going to depend a lot on fight design because we got, yet again, our heals augmented uh, a lot. So... Mm -hmm the encounters need to sort of step up to require that or else we're going to feel bored again. Okay. Okay. Ariza? I feel the same way. I also think a lot of people think that the fight design is going to change as a result. Uh, or like these changes imply that fights will change, but I do not agree. So I, am, I guess you could say I'm cautious or cynical, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't believe you have to shadow burgers. I mean, we've been saying that every expansion, like, oh, there's a bunch yeah. of new healing stuff. I guess the fights are gonna have to change, and then they don't. <laughs> yeah, particularly with the the tank damage, actually, is um, because we have like the, the mm -hmm. tank cooldown and tank cooldowns are also like really strong now. So yeah. we'll see. Mm -hmm. I, I miss untelegraphed. I think it's it's really important when you look at the healer's toolkit that you look at the other abilities too in the uh, overarching like job roles, right? So like Red Mage got Magic Barrier. Tanks all have uh, like more mitigation now. Divine Veil heals. Shake it off heals. Uh, Holy, you know, Gunbreaker has an X X Cog now. Reaper uh, has a regen. <clears throat> Reaper has Reaper has yeah Arcane Crest is absolutely yeah. nutty. I don't know that that needs to get nerfed. Uh, mm -hmm. They also have you know Summoner with Rekindle, which is uh, twelve hundred potency heal every Phoenix window a single target. So like they they all these new uh, actions across like every job. It's just it's kind of insane. So yeah, it is kind of worrying if they don't kind of increase fight like uh, outgoing damage and fights to an extent. Like obviously, I don't think we're gonna see anything too drastic, but yeah, it's it's definitely gonna depend on 
the encounter uh, design. So uh, on that note, I do want to go ahead and say this because it needs to be said. Anything that we talk about with the media tour is that the potencies and all the other stuff is subject subject to change, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff will change. It's not final, anything else like that. But it's important for us to talk about even if it's going to change because we need to have our thoughts out there in case it doesn't change, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some things and you know they have their own way they want to do the balancing and everything else. Uh, but it's not horrible for us to start talking about this and start talking about some of the potencies, start talking about not the freak out, but to have these conversations of, hey, this looks a little bit broken at the moment, right? Because that's just part of what it is. Uh, maybe they'll hear something about that and they'll they'll change it when they wouldn't have changed it before because they're busy making a whole fucking expansion, which is supposed to be the biggest expansion I think they've, they've came out with so far. So... Um, I, I do want to also put on this note the uh, the tank part of it. Because, I mean, you're right. Talking about the other job roles and everything else is important because they all correlate with how uh, healers are going to have to heal them, uh, right? And the different things that they can do to support the healers and how that's all going to turn out. Tanks, one of the big changes is that they're going to have that little tiny four-second window. Three of them, at least. will have a little four-second window of super strong tank defensive, right? Do we think that tanks are going to be able to execute that? Yeah. Good ones will, yeah. Okay. I mean, you sh- that's what you should be doing right now, actually. Um, yeah, like most like op- like optimized cooldown tanks, they usually you know press their cooldowns 10 to 15 seconds in advance of a buster. Mm-hmm. Well, Unless it's see, not going to be like a swap buster. Yeah, but you this is not you're you're supposed to do it right before the buster in this situation, right? Not be- way before it. That's, Wait, <clears throat> uh, timing that's easier, right? Because you just react yeah. to the cast player. Yeah. So right now, it's reactive is better. Are like doing it like right then because if you pop it early, you're not going to get that four second window. Wait, really? Yeah, that design it, is kind of counterintuitive. I mean, it, it's similar to Sheltron in a lot of ways, like how yeah. it existed before, and and TBN. So and I mean, we've already basically had that. Just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just got to be a little tighter, and I, I don't think that's very hard to do with cast bars, as long as it's still cast bar busters. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for you guys, uh, you know, it's going to be perfectly fine. Uh, for like really, you know, players who mm-hmm. actually are trying to be good players, uh, it's going to be nothing for people who don't really try to be a better player and just kind of play and just say, "I know what I'm <laughs> doing," and just click buttons like I did uh, when I was healing. Uh, but you know, it's. I think it might be like for you very boring going into Endwalker healing because of how much stuff is actually out there. To your point, Momo. Now that I'm starting to think about it, it looks like there's a lot of room for where there's just everyone else being a good player is going to make your your job very boring, and you're just going to hit one button still to do damage, right? Yeah. The uh, on the topic of busters, if yeah. you just have. I think it was like just Nast and Flash and Heart of Stone. It was like a 30% mid or something already, which is like mm. a yeah, lot. Ridiculous. And Nash and Flash also has a shield and Heart of Stone also has an X card on it. And I mean, Nash and Flash just heals in general. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> all of this is just like insane. Like, of course, it's only for four seconds that affect some of it. So like, mm-hmm. it has to be like, you know, a single hit buster or at least like a fast enough buster. It has to be a single target buster because, um, if it hits both tanks, then like you can't stack them like that. But even so, that's kind of it's a lot of mitigation for free. So we either have to get 
really hard-hitting busters, like really, really hard-hitting busters that we need to stack all these things for, or very frequent busters to where we have to spread them out. One of the mm-hmm. two. If we continue busters as designed, it's going to be silly. Like, mm-hmm. we'll just have too many tools. Right. Um, I can definitely see that. And we have literally no clue what the, the battle design is going to be for raids. Uh, yeah. We only know yep. the one dungeon. Uh, and granted, that, that is going to be like uh, a casual killer. I hate saying casual like as a derogatory term in some way. But like a player who doesn't, you know... <laughs> who is it like really optimized or paying attention and kind of mm. just half-assing everything it's going to kill a lot of those players but well, so um, if, the, if the dungeon's an indicator and they often sometimes they are you know like an intro to dungeons are meant to i think teach you the skills that let you get jump into rating at a basic level and if that's the case then we're going to get even more mechanics than before right with the with the way this this dungeon plays out which isn't yeah. what we were just talking about so yeah just I, yeah, I'd agree, but also technically kind of disagree. Because, like, the dungeons in Shadowbringers were, up until, like, you got your full toolkit, fairly, you know, more difficult, I would say, than the previous iterations uh, throughout the expansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, uh, something like, you know, Don Meg and... Uh, what's it called? What's the first one? Holminster? Holminster, yeah. They have, uh, like, these mini busters on the ads that just, for some reason, just go away come... Uh, the 75 dungeon and, and onwards which is like really weird to me yeah I don't know, uh, I don't know. Uh, they, they, it, we'll see <laughs> you're right it's just one dungeon we don't know it's, it's supposed to just like this is kind. This is a PR dungeon too by the way because they showed it at media tour this is them showing off their dungeon so mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming they put a lot of work into it to try to entice people a bit so uh, I mean we'll see uh but okay, let's let's just talk about healers for a bit here. Let's just talk about what you've seen, and th- it sounds like they're going to be in a good spot. But the good spot is going to be good for players who aren't like super crazy good at the game because it's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, like it's not going to be as hard to heal as what we're thinking. Is that what you guys believe at the moment? Uh, yes. Hard to say. Healing has historically been a lot about timing. Mm-hmm. You know, so in that sense, you can make difficulty by just making it so that the heals have to go in a very specific time. Yeah, and that can that can maintain the difficulty no matter what the kits, whatever becomes of the kits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll we'll have to see in that regard. Like again, it's encounter design again, like we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty interesting that they actually made a healing mastery trait because it makes it feel like they're trying to make off GCD healing much less valuable than before by increasing these potencies. Mm. I don't know if that's actually what their goal is. Um, it probably won't do anything, <laughs> but uh, it does feel like they went that route uh, for that reason. And doesn't it buff lilies for white mage anyway? So It buffs the potency of, of Rapture and Souls, I think, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> They're okay. like main tools. Yeah, it makes them up to the same as mm-hmm. Cure 2 and, uh, and Medica, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well... You know, uh, I think we should start getting into it with the thing that people want to hear the most right now is thoughts and opinions on the new healer, Sage. Um, impressions, early impressions, you guys? It's okay. It's okay? <laughs> it's really? I, don't think it's, I don't think it's anything special. Don't think it's special? You think it's just kind of like, whatever, it's going to be just it's, a normal healer? I feel like it's quite literally almost a scholar copy. 
It's played I, very differently. I'm a little sad they gave it two um, quality life increases that I was hoping Scholar would get for yeah. years, which is one, Emergency Tactics. Um, it's just a more usable version of Emergency Tactics. Um, and two, uh, Directed Fairy Heals on Embrace. Uh, Sage got both of those things that I've wanted for years on Scholar, which is, you know, yay, good for Sage. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Being able to fully control the Embrace without awkwardness. And it doesn't seem to have any contradictions like the Scholar kit does, where things just don't interact well within its own kit. So, mm-hmm. But it's also a lot of interesting interactions. We'll have to play with it to see how they all play out. But um, It was confusing, dude. When I looked at it, it wasn't straightforward for me. I guess because I'm simple, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, it, it looked like a very complicated mess for me to try there's to figure a, out. There's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of buttons yeah. that if you push it wrong is a huge waste. Um, just in general. Uh, like, And there's a pitfall of, like, for example, shielding. I need to shield for this or we die. Well, I hope you pushed your uh, button to make your heals actually a shield. Because if you miss up that and you don't shield... Like it's just much easier to do that than scholar just push it, push sucker, and you're done. Or astro, same thing with aspect of Helios currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side, however, the their sages shields are much faster application, which is nice. Yeah. And yeah, they're able to move. shield on the move pretty pretty easily versus scholar having to plant and cast a sucker or time of deploy. Um, they're spread like their spread low equivalent is also easier to use, right? Because it's just like push the button then push yeah. your sucker instead of like. <laughs> Having to add load someone. Mm-hmm. The only downside is that their shields are weaker than Scholars yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, their soil is significantly better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, their yeah. Soil is. That's cool. Well, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it yeah. is, but yeah, soil is technically like an 18 second cooldown versus what the tooltip says. And if you're standing in it the whole time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, it is. I, I do like Sages better. I'm kind of. Salty about that, but <laughs> it's fifteen yalms, man. Yeah, it's it's basically so, big CU. <laughs> it's, it's double the range. Of yeah. yeah, it also it's free. Whereas like, I guess like on scholar, I'm not really a scholar main. I guess unlike these two, but uh, I always felt like using so I was like, oh, but I want energy drain or like whatever, or like mm-hmm. just an aether flow in general. But with Sage, it's just like you only can use these things on healing, so you might as well just hit that soil button like all the time because. Yeah. As, as long as you don't need it in the next 30 seconds, you might as well just hit it because mm-hmm. it's free. Uh, so just to let you know, when I when I was playing Sage, I, again, I told you this before we started, I, I was pressing the main heal and just hitting every single button to make it start <laughs> on the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing because I, I just couldn't, like just looking at it and just prepping myself before we went in, I, I was like, I don't know. And then, like, I would press all these buttons, and people's health, you know, were going down. I'm like, how do I heal people? Like, it just felt like the health wasn't going up. But then for, like, a good, like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds, no one took any damage. (laughs) So it just, uh, you know, that's the shield and work there. But I had no clue what was really happening. Uh, I think yeah. Go ahead. uh, It's just a similar feel to playing Scholar. Like, you have have the same problem. You know, you cast Sucker, and people's health aren't going up because you're doing 150 potency heal. It's Mm -hmm. like, you just just gotta get used to it. Speaking like, of that, actually, um, one of Sage's uh, pros is that they actually have like a weaker. Well, it's like the current version of Medica, but you know how it gets increased uh, in, in Walker. But like it's a uh, 300 pounds of heal, and they can spam versus something Scholar can't really do because uh, you need they're locked to ET every 15 seconds. It's yeah. actually kind of like a pro because they also have a version of ET, so they can ET a plus spam that uh, 300 pounds of heal, which is mm. kind of nice. 
Yeah. Um, so real quick, just I probably should have asked this at the beginning. How do you like the look of Sage? Do you like it aesthetically? Yeah. No, it's, cool. it's okay. <laughs> I, why are you just so like unopinionated on this? I think I, it looks fucking amazing. I, I think it's gonna. It looks like the best healer that they've made so far, aesthetically, dude. It's just beautiful. Everything yeah, about it. I feel like this comes from it being a new job, though. Like they're just like the same with the Reaper, right? Like Reaper also has really nice animations compared to like current jobs. It's just like one of those things where it's just like, uh, what? I like Astro better still. So yeah, Astrologian. Yeah, Astrologian is sick. <laughs> Sorry, man. This it's by the way, in every single sound effect of those, it's just like a laser shooting. Okay, I actually do don't like laser. that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of like over the top like sound effects or animations on on and MMOs. Oh my god, dude! I I think it's for like the entry level healer that wants to do shield healing. They're all gonna pick sage i think they should scholar is the hardest yeah scholar is still going to be the hardest healer to learn i feel and and walker you don't want to you don't want a zero dps healer playing sage though well yeah well the thing is you're only losing i I think i I feel like that's like over over like exaggerated i guess a bit where because you're only losing the embrace i was actually right yeah i was worried that uh, the healing was actually going to be more focused on their DPS, and when I just saw that, like pretty much the only thing you lose from not doing damage is cardio, I was like, okay, well, this is pretty much just like every single healer that we have right now. <laughs> I think the the big difference with I don't know how the numbers are going to really turn out is that when you increase your damage overall, you increase your healing too. I, I don't know, maybe it doesn't fucking matter because I mean, when you have a scholar, it's the fairies healing for you while you're doing damage. I mean, technically, you're healing while doing damage, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't feel like it's anything that's really different, even though a lot of people are talking about, hey, this is really big deal. It's a healer that if you do damage, you heal more. But I feel like it yeah. doesn't really no. change anything. It's such a small percent of healing, that, and it's only on one target ever at a time, that it's not going to be that substantial when you lose it. Um, it's notable most in like the ability to like keep regens on the tank if they're taking a lot of sustained damage you lose that if you're suddenly having to spam single targets or, or aoe heals mm-hmm. but it's not it's not going to be impactful yeah. yeah we also still don't really know how the fair is going to work in walker there's like a lot of questions still going on about how the targeting system will work you know mm-hmm. people say it's more quote-unquote responsive we can't really test that until the the you know the job actually comes out so there's like a lot of questions that like we're still uncertain of mm-hmm I mean, I didn't do any serious stuff. Did anyone that went to the media tour do like a serious review on uh, uh, Scholar? Not that I could find. They're all I don't like think Sage. Are any scholar players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just you just or need healer a healer player that goes up and tests all the healers out, right? Yeah. Well, there's only yeah. so much you can do, right? You can only do like stuff on a striking demo or like that dungeon. I think yeah, most yeah, people no played Sage. <laughs> no one's going to take Scholar to the dungeon. <laughs> There was like one video I think that I saw Scholar and Dungeon because people were saying how um, Adlo is now applied uh, instantly, so you can deploy it right away versus having to wait like that split uh, second to deploy it after applying Adlo. Mm-hmm. I saw that being thrown around. I'm not sure how true that is. Again, that's something with the test once the job comes out, but it'd be pretty yeah. interesting. I saw a clip of somebody casting it and mashing the deploy, and then yeah. and it went off with the shield. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, technically, if you wanted to test all the healers, I guess you're right. You would have to go to the dungeon like four times for actual real testing. 
the try it out because you can't really target dummy you can't really do that much on but um yeah, we need we good. need to see what it looks like in like a trial for example mm. see how and on our it servers <laughs> that's, yeah. that's another think, thing is yeah. for, if 1.5 second gcd plus weaving yeah, i guess we'll just have to see mm -hmm. uh well i mean i guess with still on sage here uh I, i'm actually kind of surprised so Momo, you're pretty much just like okay, it's just another healer. Like you're just kind of short. There's, there's no. It's not that it's not a healer. It's, it's the exact same thing as scholar with its own pros and cons. That's, that's basically what it is. Okay. Do you all think that it's just basically a scholar? Um, Some of the skills are almost one for one. So I, I don't know. Okay. I feel like it's pretty close, but yeah. Um, they do have like some different stuff. I think like Panheimer is like a pretty good example of that. But yeah, Panheimer is really good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Except it's, it's it, the thing with Panheima versus Seraph is that Seraph uh, is 250 potency more in terms of HPS potential, and it applies bigger shields. However, you only get two of those, and doesn't it's not as fast as reapplying as Panheima is on uh, different damage sets. And, and Panheima doesn't heal. The party can be like spread out all yeah. over the place as long as you apply it in the first place. So it's like yeah, they both have like like comparing it to Seraph, which I think is probably the most accurate example, they both have their pros and cons in that regard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, the thing man. with Seraph 2 is that, sorry, Seraph no, 2 Seraph also is going to pretty much hit everybody. Because it's just, uh, it, the thing with Seraph is that, okay, well, the biggest strength of Scholar versus Seraph, or Scholar versus Sage, is that Scholar can heal away from the party where Sage can't, really. And I feel like that's always been Scholar's, one of Scholar's biggest core strengths. That people don't really talk about a lot. Yeah, and mechanics were like, for example, you got to be spread really far out. Think like diamond dust slides or um, mm -hmm. lions, uh, or like fate calibration beta, for example, oh, yeah. where you're oh, all yeah. the way across the room. Seraph is really good there. It's something that Seraph excels at. Um, you know, and Astro and Noct currently can use horoscope to compensate. It's a very good like substitute in terms of far range healing. Sage doesn't have that. Um, so yeah, that's a weakness. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I guess adding. Let's let's just talk about this because if it sounds like you guys are just like meh about Sage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's hype. I, I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited about it. I, I sort of have a like wait and see kind of attitude toward yeah. it, but I'm I'm optimistic. It's always I'm optimistic wait and see. I'm just, just being like, objective. <laughs> it's also like, in, oh, go ahead, Ori. Okay, I just I think with healing tools like. For me, it's like I like the theory craft about them, but a lot of the time, like it's hard to really understand the effectiveness of some of the like weirder tools unless you actually get your hands on them, like in a raid environment. Like I think, uh, not to jump ahead, but I know people are really excited about Macrocosmos, but like I'm very like I don't know like about it, and like I guess uh, I'm kind of trying to reserve a lot of my judgment on it unless like like until I can actually use it. Well, let's real quick. I mean, we don't we won't have to go deep into it, but since I don't understand Macro Cosmos, and I'm sure there's a handful of people who are watching this who are also uh, healer uh, ignorant here, explain the Macro Cosmos real quick. Um, I guess the TLDR is that like for 15 seconds, um, anyone who takes damage it accumulates that damage, and at the end of the duration, it will heal you for half of that damage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That does sound pretty fucking strong. There's one big question we're waiting on right now, and it's pretty much 
if you take more damage than your HP pool, i.e. like Living Dead home game where you're taking like 200k but you have like 1 HP, we're waiting to see if that counts as damage attributed to Macro Macrocosmos. Because if it does, that means you can effectively heal uh, both Living Dead and home being back to full HP practically instantly, uh, assuming it works like that. Hmm. Which is going to be a really strong uh, tool in uh, Astrologist Arsenal. It's also really good for like tank auto attacks, even if you just like need to use it for whatever. I think it's a pretty versatile tool because like if you compare that to like something like I don't know uh, Panheima or uh, even Lilybell, I don't think it, those those two have the same versatility as Macrocosmos does. It should also nullify. Uh, I mean, I, I hope it does one HP mechanics where it drops you to one. You just push the button, everybody's back up to full, right? Yeah, does that's something we need on, to. Yeah, like direct, does it work on like the those types of skills or like almost like direct HP removal type? We don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. something we have to test. Yeah, I mean, it's just thoughts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could pull up. I, I don't have any scholar footage, uh, so actually, no, I can't. I can't tell you anything about that. Uh, but I, I think that the if we went back to just in general the bubble of shield healers, which is going to be sage and scholar um you know it's a lot of people were keep keep saying scholars dead because of sage do you guys believe that's definitely not going to be the case i assume absolutely not no absolutely no not scholar is very strong the scholar is the only one of the healers that got a very significant damage buff from mm -hmm. uh from these these updates they're the only one like the rest of them they got small increase like you know white mage got a little time off of its uh Palm cast, that's not really a big deal. They got a couple stronger spells. Uh, mm -hmm. Nothing substantial. But Scholar straight up doesn't get 10 potency from energy drains anymore. It gets 100, which is a huge change. So um, we'll see. You know, They may be the stronger damage healer now, but I, it depends if they balance it around that. Actually, uh, now that we're talking about Scholar... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Ori. Okay, I also think that the, <laughs> the 1.5 second royal change is like really huge for Scholar. Like, uh, uh -huh. It's just... I guess it's because it's a system level change. You don't really think about it too much, but I mean, on scholar, you have to like. I'm not a great scholar player, so like mm -hmm. I use rune two a lot, to, like to weave stuff. But with this change, you basically, I mean, if you have to double weave and heal really fast, then sure. But um, you you have to use a lot of your ethereal stuff at like no loss anymore, which is or like without having to use rune two, I guess, which I to me feels like that'd be a pretty big damage gain too. Yeah, in an optimized setting, and I'm not just talking about speed kills here, you know, if you're pushing in rages, it's still an optimized setting. Normally, Scholar wants to lean on their co-healer a whole lot mm -hmm. so that they can broil as much as possible, and that's not the case anymore. Now they can use all their tools while still being optimal on damage, which is a huge buff to the, the double healer. Like, their co-healer gains a bunch from that, not having to, yeah. you know, do an extra aspect of Helios or, or Medica 2, for example. Mm -hmm. um, actually, since we're talking about Scholar real quick, and we have, mm -hmm. you know, progression healers here we can talk. Um, <laughs> how are we feeling about Expedient? Because personally, I feel like that skill is probably a mistake in the game's, like, probably one of the biggest mistakes Square Enix has ever made. Um, okay. I really don't <laughs> think that skill is healthy for the game, because they're yeah. never going to bounce around it. I was actually really surprised, because I had no idea it was Sprint. I figured it was going to be like Peloton or something, but the fact that it's a 20 second Sprint... Are you saying it's too good? I think it's way too good, yeah. I think I, it's good too. I think it's really good, but I it's it's got a lot of potential to throw away a pull with a misuse as well. So it's it's really a double edged sword. I don't think it's gonna be an issue for groups like ours though. Uh, no. I mean for it, casuals I think it's gonna be an issue, but it only could be if you're like, Oh man, we really need more mitigation. Let me pop this ten percent and 
you know, yeah. people aren't expecting the sprint. But like, imagine having expedient for progression, like for example, or your light rampant strat. Right? There's so much movement there. Would give you way more. I'm not okay. I'm not. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you can never. I don't escape. think sprint would have helped that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying it would have helped. It would have gave you more room for error. Same with Void Gate Two, right? Like Void Gate Two had a lot of movement. You know, going <laughs> <through>. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's, it's good stuff like uh, like Titan Two and Phase Phase Two. Titan, like the second, the second set. Sorry, phase one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Titan, yeah. Maybe adjust the blues or like, um, I said Dragon Song. If your DPS doesn't have sprint, lions go back up. Yeah, lions as well. If you're pointing the lions out, it just the thing is, Scranix. My my biggest issue with Expedient is that Scranix will never balance mechanics around it. So like, it's only going to give you that edge versus other like healers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey man, it's a it's an NA buff too because our. uh, our Mario Kart's just got so much better. Oh, true. Yeah, I mean, imagine it for like Grand Octet or something too. <laughs> I yeah. run too fast, just too fast, run to a dragon. <laughs> uh, I think like I was like kind of having a lot of discussions with people about Expedient, and I think a lot of people just kind of thought it was not great. Um, and I think the thing is like I think people are discounting the effect of giving you margin for error um, yeah. when kind of doing anything, but especially like progging a fight, doing reclears. I think like, of course, in like a perfect environment, the skill kind of is like way worse than a lot of other skills because like you don't need sprint in a perfect environment. But like the fact is people just like mess up a lot. And like <clears throat> it's very frequent um, for people to go to like the wrong spot and then realize and try to adjust and go to the right spot, but they can't make it in time. Um and then I think expedient being sprint, which I just like Momo, I thought it wouldn't, I thought it was going to be Peloton too, but sprint is like, that's a really fast and it gives you, um, I think in a lot of cases you'll find it give you like that extra bit of leeway for you to not kill um, each other. So I think like an easy example of this would be um, in the beginning of 12S phase one where you have uh, Shiva spreads. <clears throat> now, I don't really think you would be using expedient there, but if you were, um i think like in like in a pug i guess like people are just kind of yellowing those spreads but i think if everybody sprinted it's like easier to to separate because i actually find that like sometimes people separate and they'll barely not make it they'll look like they made it but they'll still kill each other but if they have sprint i think they would make it and survive yeah i I think it's a tool you can use when you're seeing a mechanic for the first couple times as well just to get as much information as possible like Mm -hmm. seeing like basic relativity for the first time like I don't, I don't know how that would affect. I mean, Kia would probably have a better idea of that. But like maybe that would have saved like you know some information polls or something like that. Potentially, it, but there's also just this is a level eighty above eighty skill, mm-hmm. and so this is not going to work in any of the content we have currently. So this is yeah. entirely dependent on what they give us. Like this is hypothetical. Yeah, this is yeah. just completely hypothetical, which is really funny because you know I get so many comments saying, oh, "Well, you're not gonna be able to use in this context." Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, he no just made a word, voice dude. for you, Keo. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I get I get so many comments That's on my YouTube. What you just said. No, no, no. I get so many comments on my YouTube because I said I, I was like I, I prefaced it with hypothetical scenarios and people still have the audacity to go into my comment section and say, but you're not going to have it for you, Cobb. You're not going to have it for, you know, T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's so funny about this conversation is how much more energy you guys have talking about Scholar than you had for Sage. 
<laughs> well, it's because we know so. Like, yeah, that's true. If we had more hands on with with Sage, I think we would have a whole lot more opinions to have. But okay. we 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 haven't really played around with it so much. Like, I I see a lot of restrictions in a lot of the tooltips and the gameplay that I see with what they can do. I just have to see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the funny thing about this is right now those two jobs are going to be competing for a spot. They're mm -hmm. the two not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Really? They, as far as we know, the only information that we have that's confirmed is that they don't stack with shields, which isn't really a big deal. I don't know because you can stack like you can. You should theoretically be able to stack Penheima and Seraph shields and Adlo deploy. And they all have. They both have like a few regen abilities as well. Yeah, for topping. That's the issue, right? I feel like Scholar Sage is actually going to. It has a strong contender to be the meta comp, um, unless they add some serious pure healing requirements. That white mage and astro. I mean, it like, could be a one percent scenario, right? Yeah, or they could do that, but that I I really hope they don't do that because that just limits restrictions on comps. They could also comps. like astro just could just do way more raid DPS than the others, and then just take mm -hmm. it like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so hard to say, but. We we have to you know that's that's going to be a whole lot of practicing and seeing where that where the dice fall once the potencies are all locked in. Yeah, because that's another thing is is talking about all these potencies, the different job balance. Because I think healers are affected the most, rather than other jobs, by changes in potencies because we're our our rotations are so simple. You know, damage rotation being two buttons means <laughs> that any change in that potency is going to dramatically change the output of that healer. So yeah. it's it's really hard to say which is going to be meta. For example, when damage is often the meta, or or particular heal checks are the meta. It just depends. I should be that's a good point to bring up. But uh, actually, Scholar and Astro got an indirect buff due to the changes to the other jobs because every job now is very very potency heavy in burst windows, and because Astrologian and and Scholar both have raid buffs, um, they're actually getting more value from those jobs probably in Endwalker than we are getting today. Yeah, my instinct is that Astro Scholar is going to be meta, but um, TBD. No, it's, it's, it's so too. hard to say Everything's right now. Everything's TBD. You just gotta stick to it, man. Just say it's gonna be that way, mm. and just win. <laughs> no, we gotta say it. YouTube commenters. What would yeah. Then that dude. That's <laughs> just we're adding... trying to we're trying to save your YouTube comment section. <laughs> you, you know what? It's good when people comment on YouTube. So I don't care. It it helps me. <laughs> So you know, they just comment on it. To, to be fair, though, I feel like I feel like raid jobs should be meta and the high. Because the thing is, when you when you're balancing raid DPS jobs, and you don't balance for like the uh, highest common denominator, they just be they just underperform like most scenarios. So like, uh, I think from like a balance perspective, Scholar and Asho should technically be at the highest point when properly utilized because. It's going to take a much stronger, and it's going to be more rare to get that kind of value from those two raid buffs. It's kind nice. of the same with Trick. It's nice when complexity correlates with a slight increase in performance. Yeah, because like White Mage and Sage, right? The two strengths they have is that they don't have a raid buff, which actually makes them really strong in progression. Because like, if somebody dies and like you know you're going for your kill pull, uh, you're going to get less value from chain or like div or card value potentially, uh, and because those two don't suffer from repercussions of people dying. Uh, it can make them give them a little bit of an edge, more consistent at least. Yeah. Okay. So well, speaking of chain, so crit's going to be worse again, right? It's the start of an expansion. Um, <laughs> I actually like don't. I'm not like super familiar with like the actual scaling of subsets. I don't really look into it that much. But like, mm -hmm. is chain's value like is it significantly lower because crit damage is lower? I 
I, I don't take this as fact, but I heard a rumor from somebody that uh, they looked at crit rates a bit on the media tour and that it was uh, it was actually higher than expected. It wasn't. No way. That'd be. Ooh. And take that they, with a huge they, grain of salt. They said yeah. that with, with the concern that is if crit keeps scaling, is this going to go crazy when we get full gear? Or? That's why. Yeah, I'd be very. Yeah, that'd be crazy. So uh, again, gr- huge grain of salt on that because I don't even have the link to give you to to show yeah. you that, but I'll look for it later. But yeah. Can um, you imagine getting like sixty percent crit towards the end of the expansion? <laughs> you use Chi and Litany, and then you're like just crit everything. <laughs> No. Assuming it works like every other expansion has, yeah, chain's going to be low value at, at release. But chain's also low value in general. It's like five percent rate buff, you know, because ten percent cred. So, well, actually, one thing to keep in mind is that chain has um, more buff synergy with things like battle voice and litany now. Now that those two are also two minute cooldowns, which may affect its value a little bit. We got a bunch more auto crits though. This uh, this expansion though, right? That's also true. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. Which also um, diminishes crit buffs. Yeah, that's actually gonna be really big for scholar and actually scholar especially just because that's the one job that you know that's you have a higher probability of having a scholar in your party than like a dragoon or bard, right? Um, but the thing with scholar, right, is like uh, warrior is going to be probably more detrimental to scholar's chain value than it is today, and it's really bad today, right? Like scholar or warrior will give like. Uh, scholar like 20 to 30 chain dps and like jobs like gunbreaker uh darknet will give like upwards to like 150 maybe a little bit higher depending on like the crit rng which is like that that difference right there is insane right that's 100 plus dps you're just losing because you have a warrior that's probably going to be worse because now ir syncs up with every uh single uh, chain whereas like currently it doesn't and now you have uh four four gcds under ir plus the big wombo combo or including the big wombo combo Including your four. Yeah. And then you have your two two uh ICs that you're probably gonna optimize for sixties as well. So that's yeah. If warrior not looking good again or scholar not looking good if warrior yeah. is, is meta, so we'll see. It's it's a pretty big thing too, because I feel like people they they take raid DPS for, for like as gospel, right? And I especially for tank jobs, I don't think I think you should focus on A DPS because a job like Dark Knight's going to look really bad as a raid DPS job, but it's going to look very good as an ATPS job because Dark Knight can, you know, in, in a proper environment, proper group, can even beat Paladin in terms of DPS contribution just because they can pull way more for buff windows. You know, they're getting way more from buffs compared to Paladin. Yeah. So we're on the tank show now. Uh, and so. No, 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 no. This, I mean, no, it just <laughs> yeah, correlates to healer. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it does. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people were kind of sad about Dark Knight when they were looking at the notes, though. If I remember, no, Dark Knight's insane. I don't know what people smoke. It's all about the hype. Like Dark Knight didn't get anything flashy. It's the same with Scholar. They didn't get anything flashy. None of it looks cool. So it's naturally disappointing. But like strength-wise, Dark Knight's as good as ever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, I in my opinion, the the single target mid that Dark Knight got wasn't as good as the other buffs, but. Um, I mean, TBM was already so fucking strong. Like now that like it, it just kind of reins them back to being closer mm-hmm. to what the other tanks yeah. have. So I think it's yeah, I think it's the weakest. The thing to keep in mind with Oblation though is that it's a two charge, which the other tanks yeah. didn't get. Mm-hmm. However, it's on a sixty second cooldown, which is you know longer than the other tanks' new abilities. So, but like you a... could feasibly use it for every double buster if mm-hmm. it's like current design because busters or are back to back like Sheltron. Yeah. So I think it has its it has pros and cons for sure. I think every new ability we got, including like healers, just they all have their pros and cons. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like we could segue this into like Aquaville versus Exaltation versus Protraction versus Crisis or Crisis. I was gonna say, we should, since we're on tanks, we should probably talk about the tank buffs. Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did that a little okay, bit. The tank um, buffs lobby. relate to healers. Just everyone watching yeah. this is going to get really nerd angry right now. Tank uh, <laughs> uh, kits matter about... so much for healers. Yeah, so let's talk yeah. about tank buffs. Go ahead. So, so the, there's there's four new buffs just for the introduction. Ymage got a 50, 15% mitigation cooldown for 8 seconds they can put on a player. Astro got a 10% for 8 seconds with a, um, an XCOG-like heal at the end. Um, Scholar has 10% max HP increased, plus it heals it, uh, the amount that it increased. And it has a, a 10% increased healing received for the duration of 10 seconds. And Sage has a one that does a 600 potency heal, 10% mit for 15 seconds, which is the longest duration by a lot. But it costs one of their Adder Skull stacks. Mm. So, looking at all of those, what do you it guys think? Has oh, what? The, uh, Sage has a 20% healing received buff as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the most versatile out of all of them is probably Astrologians, just because it can function as mitigation tool and a heal. Uh, like, meaning, like, you know, if, like, let's say maybe you just want to use those like a heal for auto attacks or heal on a DPS who maybe missed a heal, or maybe you're like, you're doing like, you know, Black Mage Strat, where like they don't want to come in for heals for like an AoE, i.e., that was relevant in like uh, Shiva or sorry, uh, Diamond Dust and Speed Kills, something like that. You may, it may be, you know, a lot more uh, versatile in that regard. However, I think uh, White Mage is the strongest probably in its own right, just because uh, it doesn't. The thing with Protraction is that Protraction scales off max HP, which means outside of tanks, it's pretty bad, I would say. Because mm. the, the value of Protraction is going to lessen depending on who you put it on, right? So like if you put it on like a like a, like a a healer or DPS, it's the, the HP value increase from Protraction is going to be a lot worse. However, Protraction, I think, is probably also up there in terms of versatility, just because it can buff like stuff like Divine Veil, TBN Shields, um, it can buff your own shields. Uh, it also right. acts as like a mitigation because effective HP or sorry, uh, HP increases like effective mitigation because it doesn't scale off mitigation dim- diminishing returns. So like things like Aqua Veil and Exaltation, they get worse depending on how many cooldowns you have up on said target. So like if you have Sheltron, um, Rampart Sentinel, like on a Paladin, you put Aqua Veil on that person. Aqua Veil is probably going to be like what maybe like eight eight percent. Uh, I don't remember the exact formula for it, but it's gonna not—it's not gonna be fifteen percent. Whereas, like stuff like protraction, that stuff will. So I think it's they—they they have their pros and cons. Crassus, you know, I think—I I don't know about you guys. I think that's probably the worst one out of the four. That's what I think too. Crassus, yeah. think about it. Scholar, Sage, Crassus, Thrill, Battle—like the yeah, biggest spread low you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, they they have to do something about that. I, they can't just have like super shields for everything, dude. There's no way. <laughs> I, said, um, I mean, there's got to be some other reason that Scholar Sage is in uncombinable. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, the, the potential is very large there. Yeah. I uh, regarding like exaltation and aquatic veil. Yeah, I think overall I tend to favor exaltation. I think aquatic um, veil though is like. Because to me, like, the f- extra 5% of mid is, like, I don't see that being anything crazy. Um, but 
I will say like in emergency scenarios, because exaltation takes eight seconds to go off, like it's not like a quag veil might actually just save someone like in Prague and exaltation mm-hmm. might not and um protraction might not as well, especially if they're low. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's uh it's, yeah. different situations for different skills. So yeah. Like for example, I was talking about Q Q with this earlier, but like a buster like E ten, right, that hits you four times very, very massively, that's where Aquaveil is gonna shine. There's any anywhere like like Stone Crusher Things like that, like things that hit you multiple times, are like probably more than two or three times. I would probably say uh, those kinds of busters are going to give you a lot of value, like um, lock morns too. You know, things like that. Just anything that hits you multiple times at a heavy potency, you're going to get a lot of value from Alquaville compared to the other the other three. I would say. Yeah, and I think they got a lot of good feedback on the E10 buster. I, I hope they did because it was a very good buster. It was good, yeah. So yeah. if if we get more like that, then Aquaville is going to have a lot more value. I, we, yeah, Momo and I were talking about this before the the show started that Aquaville gets stronger the heavier hitting the Buster is. Not even just multi hit, but just a single hit. The larger the raw mm-hmm. value is, the better that is. But mm-hmm. whereas if they're the Busters that we're used to, where they're more medium level, like one CD is enough to live it, um, Aquaville loses value, or, especially because like oftentimes we have a dramatic cutoff in, in value of a buster, whether or not it kills or not. All, sometimes all you care about is, did it bring you to zero or not? In which case, the 5% from Aquaville over the other 10% is probably not going to make the difference. In which case, why have it? Better to mm-hmm. have a heel attached or something else attached to it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just, it's, yeah. so I guess it might uh-huh. be good to talk... Well, go ahead. Do you add more? Oh, no. He, okay. he can go. No, I just wanted to talk about just the whole concept of giving healers this tank buster mitigation kind of situation uh do we think it's going to be just a healer applies that or they're applying it on top of something else okay you mean on top of like tanks using their own mitigation their own tank mitigation if healers can mitigate for tanks and tanks don't have to mitigate then why the fuck do tanks (laughs) get like all these mitigation skills it doesn't make any sense but i will say it's nice for dungeons when you get a duty finder tank who doesn't know how to hit rampart until they're at one hp so you know you can do something about that so, like they, it, it's kind of like they're like, "Hey, we're gonna give you." You know how like tanks have like uh, AOE shields and heals now. It's just like, "Hey, now we're gonna return the favor and give uh, healers a, all personal cooldown for you guys." So, <laughs> let's let's do this. Let, let's just imagine it's gonna be required for a tank buster for both the healer and the uh, tank to put up that mitigation. It doesn't feel like it's gonna be much different because. You still got to throw up a shield, right? On a mm-hmm. tank buster. You still got to throw up something. Like they, they are still working together to reduce that damage overall. Although a tank buster, I think right now, can, if you're at full health, stop you from dying from any attack, right? The the mitigation from a tank buster or whatever. Not sure what you're asking. Oh, yeah, like. Like a cooldown, a tank cooldown. Just a single tank cooldown will live through any tank buster. For the most part, there's a couple busters notably that are strong, like really strong, where you need to stack um, tail end from O uh, eleven, no O okay. ten. Um, in particular, was one of those where like w- one rampart, not enough rampart shelf run. No, you're probably still dead. Like you need more. I think twelve also. Yeah, formless does a lot of damage to you. Don't yeah, really good at. Yeah. It's not in one hit, but the the two yeah. combined, yeah, was very large amount of damage. Yeah, especially on both tanks. <laughs> But most busters are just one CD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if that is the case, uh, and you you need, going forward, sorry, if it's the case where 
you need the healer to also mitigate you at the same time you're doing your tank buster and they have to actually do proper coordination because they're like, hey, we have a tank buster coming up. I can use this, but then I'll have a weaker tank bust or weaker uh, cooldown to use later on that I can only live if the healer does it his tank buster cooldown with me at the same time. So there is going to be some sort of co coordination with how they're doing cooldowns a little bit more than maybe what they're doing now. I don't know. Maybe it's all fucking the same. Maybe it's... Uh, don't, so, don't, don't underestimate how much a healer focuses on tank busters. Like, yeah. they know where the big hit's coming. Well, go ahead. Sorry, Ori. No, oh, uh, no. Go ahead. I think you're, like, touching on something that, like, concerns me when I think about the new healer and tank kits. And it's like, when you add more tools, but you're still, like, when you design a fight, if you design a fight such that those tools are necessary, then it becomes harder for, like, lower-level players mm -hmm, to be able to mm -hmm. clear the fight. But if you design it such that, like, the lower-level players are still able to clear at the same rates, then the better players have these extra tools and it becomes even easier. Yep, so, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. So what you're saying about, like, whether this um, healer mate is going to be mandatory, well, if it's mandatory, then the lower levels, then, like, tanks are just going to die because their healers aren't just going to use it because... I don't know, because they better, just don't use right? it. They don't think about it, right? And, like, I don't think, like, <laughs> obviously, we don't know. But going off of experience, how I feel about it is that Screenix balances Savage tiers mostly around, um, the, like, the lower end of players, where it's, like, um, the extra tools are not really taken into account that much. Maybe a little bit, but, like, not that much. I think um, these, like, requirements of using this extra stuff, we'll see it in Ultimates, Um but that's it. Okay. So Will maybe not a savage. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I mean, like an ultimate prog, I definitely would anticipate it being pretty useful. I think Living Liquid and VJ are good examples of like proper utilization of our toolkits. But anything past Alexander yep. is just kind of fucking sad. Yeah. I mean, that's like tank immunities and trio mechanics. Not even just that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, Wormhole didn't require too much uh, <laughs> utilization of our toolkit. Inception. The thing with Inception is weird, though, because, like, I don't think most groups are doing it properly like they anticipated, right? And pretty sure they anticipate box strat, which completely trivializes the healing. But you look at something like TPS strat, where, like, you're stacking on, like, one end of the, one end of the, one end of the arena, and then moving uh, to, like, the other side of the arena, so you're taking a lot more damage, there's a lot more healing, uh, a lot more tank damage, too. It's so, like it's kind of hard to say about Inception. Um, not a fan of J Waves. I think J Waves was executed poorly just because it just ends up being a spam heal to get through. There's like what Kyo said earlier. The hardest mechanics in this game for healing are ones that we have to time things. Things like uh, Hello World is a good example where uh, you have to like time heals on specific targets because everyone's taking da damage at different intervals. So things like that are uh, what makes healing hard to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, throwing all this stuff into kits and not making it to where you have to coordinate some between players, and it's just like, oh, well, the tank could literally just not hit any of their cooldowns and you could get past everything. I feel like that would be kind of shitty, but that could be what we're rolling into, right? I, I mean, I don't know. So right now, uh, or not, I think without Echo even, in BIS gear, you can just take busters at, and with no cooldowns and just live. Uh, not can all you? of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can take uh, Powdered Mark, like the explosion, with nothing, and you just... I mean, you're not even tanking at that point, so it doesn't matter as long as without you... Without Echo? Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was with or without Echo. I know you can take it with... I, I know you... I'm not sure if you take it with, without Echo. I know you can survive without cooldowns and Echo. 
Uh, I think you started like 30k HP. So I mean, you 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 might be able to. Yeah, it's gonna be close to that. I feel. But yeah, I mean, that's a good example where you're like, yeah, powdered explosion probably won't kill you without any mitigation, or you need like barely any. I have definitely forgotten to use mitigation sometimes. I'm like, yeah. stuff, and then like I just live, and I'm like, okay. I don't know. I feel like I, I would rather not see that going into uh, this next savage. I do want to see where you die if you don't use your cooldown. But then again, like they do harp on this stuff where they don't want things to be so stressful that one person messes up everything for everyone, which is one of the things why they don't want to do hardcore, like four, uh, four man content because they're like, Oh, well then, you know, one person makes a mistake and then it's all over. You know, that's not fun for anyone. Mm -hmm. Well, it is for some people, but you can design busters like that with downtime in either auto attacks or where the boss has a cast bar and you can just recover and a tank death is just a tank death. You don't have to create a wipe scenario off of a mistake like that. And I think that's good design. Like, because it'll slow you down, creates a handicap, but you can recover and keep going. Yeah. So I think um, what Ori kind of said earlier, too, kind of solidifies my statement, too, is like, I feel like SE kind of pigeonholed, their, pigeonholed themselves into like a situation where I feel like healers are never going to recover. Uh, basically, because their role is kind of like. Uh, I guess unbalanced in terms of like their toolkit, right? Because the thing is, they can't make healing hard because if they do that, then the lower end of players aren't going to be able to, you know, heal, like do damage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a whole nother conversation too. We can get into about how, uh, in my opinion, I think healer DPS is probably the most influential, especially in progression, just because they don't balance around healer DPS as much as they do like DPS, DPS, right? Um, I think E12 is actually a good example where uh, if you properly optimize E12 phase one in Prague, like you had 3k, 4k extra ray DPS than you actually probably were supposed to have. And that 3k, 4k ray DPS is monumental in terms of uh, saving you time. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead. I think that, yeah, uh, healing is very lopsided in that it is like. I mean, uh, you, it's like the most responsibility, right? Like, I think um, the thing about healing is that, like, you kind of control whether there's a wipe or not. And you can say mm-hmm. the same thing about, like, DPSing and tanking, right? Like, DPS you have to make in rage and tanking, I guess, if you die. I don't really know. But um, <laughs> I think the difference with DPSing is that, like, other people can compensate for each other in DPSing. You see it all the time. But with healing, like, if you're two healers, well, like, Sometimes you can't even compensate for the other healer, but like mm-hmm. uh, if both healers aren't great, like what is a bard gonna do? They're just like nature's men themselves and pray. Like I don't <laughs> know, like there's nothing they can do about it, right? Mm-hmm. So whereas like even if I like take messes up mids, a healer can do something about it. Like the healers, are, like if DPS is doing less damage, healer can do something about it, or DPS can do something about it. Like everyone can like do something for each other, except like no one can like if someone dies, like. I, I mean, there's, like, obviously there's, like, berets, like, I guess you could spam Vercure or something, but, like, the amount of power you have over, like, life, if as a non-healer, is, like, way lower. You know, uh, that does remind me, they they ran into that issue a lot with PvP, and what they did is they just gave everyone potions to heal themselves. <laughs> yeah, and that's the solution. More more personals is really the answer to that. If you give people the ability to save themselves, it's like, say, like, two personal shield or heals... Mm-hmm. Then we would see a shift in that dynamic a little bit. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, I, I really missed when DPS had utility, like the Fizz range stuff. Like, I felt like in Stormblood, DPS had like a lot more interesting utility. Uh, and then they started sharing away from that in Shadowbringer, so I was like kind of worried about that. But like now it seems like DPS are randomly getting new stuff, like Red Mage's thing and the uh, Reaper's thing. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, and Walker, the thing with the uh, utility between melee DPS is um, why I said Arcane Crest needs a nerf is because you compare that ability to the other melee DPS abilities. Because like, Arcane Crest, um, I guess like it's most the best comparison you could probably make is to like Shade Shift, right? Shade Shift is a two minute uh, personal uh, that reduces your damage taken by twenty percent of your maximum HP, or it gives you a shield based on like your twenty percent of your maximum HP. Compare that to Reaper, which is thirty seconds long and only ten percent, plus gives a five hundred potency AOE heal. Uh, like that kind of imbalance is like sh- pretty striking to me. Mm. Okay. So like the melee DPS aren't exactly balanced in terms of utility. For defensives, at least. Dragoon has nothing. Dragoon has, yeah, they have really strong bloodbath windows, and they have two life surge now, but they don't have like any AOE or uh, personal like uh, defensives. I mean, here's the thing: like, if the DPS doesn't need personal mitigations because the healers are just overbuffed. Well, I, well, yeah. The no. problem is with the healers aren't playing very well. Then it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have no way to make up for bad players. The problem is it's 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 this game has always been like that. That's the problem. It's like it's a solution we want to find, but that's a core sort of how parties have interacted. Is a lot of the times and a lot of these groups, you're waiting for the healer to figure it out, and that's unfortunately how it is. So yeah. it would be nice if that if that burden was shifted a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I. I... I don't think it ever will because I don't think there's any way to figure out how to make that burn yeah. for the, the, the Holy Trinity, right? Uh, <laughs> so I'm saying they kind of like pigeonholed themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, we, we've hit a whole bunch of broad general topics and we have not talked. We've talked a little bit about White Mage and uh, Astro, but we haven't really gone into them too much. Uh, is there either one of those that you feel more interested to talk about than the other? Well, I mean, it's probably the most interesting because it's probably the, uh, I guess, most frustrating of the three or four healers. Or why is it frustrating? How they designed it. Uh, I mean, could talk about Lily Bell. Just talk about it. All right. Maybe we want to go first. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're going to say, but I kind of like it. So. I, it- I'll just say, like, it's frustrating because we we have confirmed that the white mage needs to take damage to proc Lily Bell, um, which is really annoying. Uh, that means that you either have to do some shenanigans to get the white mage to actually take damage when they shouldn't, or you only can use that to its full extent when there's repeated raid AoEs, which is extremely rare. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So basically, Kyo pretty much nailed it. Um, my issue with Lily Bell is that it's a 15-second duration. I think it should be longer, either 20 to 30 seconds in duration that way you can utilize it more fully like mechanics that we have now of course all of this can change in endwalker fight design but like there's hardly any mechanics where you can actually fully utilize more than like maybe three hits in that 15 second duration uh like things like shiva you can only cover two maybe three if you time it perfectly titan only covers two sets of uh aoe's uh, things like that um but that makes me it makes it very hard to fully utilize it makes it less versatile than something like macrocosmos or panheima which is applied also individually to each player and doesn't require the white mage to get hit to actually 
utilize the healing effect. Um, second issue with Lily Bell is that it has the potential to miss targets because it's a 20 ohm radius. I, I think that's ridiculous. I think it should be 30 ohms. 30 ohms technically makes it so where you can still miss it, but you have you'd have to. I don't even know how you would miss 30 ohm AOE. Isn't but, isn't an arena 25 ohm radius? Yeah. I was gonna say the radius isn't a big deal for like a size is 15 ohm. So for comparison, it's five. It's a quarter or a third bigger than a size's range, which is already. Well, think of mechanics like Hello World or like Shiva Junction, where in Prague you're going to the very edge of the arena, and if Lily Bell was to proc off yourself, you would not get that heal. Well, with Shiva Junction, the only time you're like far enough, I feel, is like for the icicle proximity, but mm -hmm. the knockback is going to trigger and probably, I mean, I don't know the timing, but I assume it would heal everyone. Because it would like yeah. snapshot one in the middle, sure. so it would work, right? Yeah, it would heal for the knockback, but you wouldn't get the heal after Icicle if you timed it like that. I guess um, that's true. Uh, I also like feel like Lily Bell's strength is like healing things that are like more difficult to heal like that. Like, I mean, healing up after the Icicle is like not difficult, right? So yeah. Well, I mean, my point is the fact that it has the possibility to miss is, I think, ridiculous when you compare it to other mm -hmm. things because Lily Bell in itself is basically a either a Panheima prototype or uh, base off Panheima, right? Uh, so that's why, like, I think it just might as well make it like a guaranteed hit, no matter where you are in the arena. I, I, that's why I think that's kind of ridiculous. And my third issue with Lily Bell is that again, Kyo hit it on the head. It's based off the White Mage, which means things like, you know, for example, Macrocosmos. Uh, it can it can proc off of the you know tank auto attacks. He doesn't need, doesn't need, or you can you can pull tank auto attacks. You know, you can it doesn't matter like who's getting hit. Um, it would also work for things like Hello World, where people are taking damage at different intervals. Versus something like uh, White Mage only getting hit by like some like defamation or something like that, or like maybe like a long stack. Uh, the thing is, you can't fix that. No matter what you do to the skill, that's just the downside of the skill. There's unless you could proc it yourself, which I think would be kind of cool if they gave you like a trigger button so like you can use each stack like, on, like uh, Earthly Star or whatever. Yeah, like you like you get like five like yeah like a five second cooldown. You can like proc each stack or something. That'd be kind of cool, uh, honestly. But I. Don't see them doing that. Mm. Uh, also, I don't like the fact that it has the duration after the, the effect ends, because that just kind of feels like a you know shot in the foot. <laughs> it was a fail. Like, it's a it's like uh, what, what do you call it? Um, Go ahead. Huh? Sorry. No, I was just gonna say it's just a reward for at least doing it. Uh, like, well, it's it's not small. So it's a thousand healing potency, which is a little more than cure three. If you do nothing with it, if it just times out. It's uh, it's like an Earthly Star kind of, but mm -hmm. bigger. Except and, it's on a three-minute cooldown. It's a three-minute cooldown, yeah. <laughs> that's the, and that's basically where my issue stems from the skill like itself. I actually wouldn't have as much of an issue with like the prior, like complaints I have for this skill, if it wasn't a three-minute cooldown. But the fact that it's a three-minute cooldown and has all these issues that could or concerns that could possibly, you know, interrupt using the skill, I think, is a pretty big issue for that. I, I would be very sad if the majority use of Lily Bell on cooldown in fights ends up being only one or two procs, maybe twice or three times a fight, yeah. and then that just times out and is like a basic raid heal. It, that's pretty disappointing. But I think I, mean, uh, or I don't know. It, I, I kind of like it. Positive thoughts. Yeah. I feel like even if it only triggers three times, that's like a twelve. That's twelve hundred potency heal, right? And like every heal is guaranteed to heal. I mean, like, you can talk about how people take damage at different intervals, but I think a lot of the time you just end up taking damage together. Um, so, 
like in some cases it's not as great but i feel like in a lot of cases it will heal up and it will always heal after you take damage so it's not just going to be like raw overheal except for the you know end of duration um yeah i think uh i i i think it's made uh, the three minute cooldown and i think the 15 seconds is definitely the the worst part of it because uh yeah like you said i don't think you're gonna get like all five unless you're like um I don't even know, like Titan Tumults or something, I, I guess. Uh, or, uh, yeah, uh, even stuff like J-Waves or Oracles and Rage you actually wouldn't even get the full effect from, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Oracles and Rage is every three seconds, right? So you get all five? You would you would for sure get all. all uh, when I was looking at it, you only got four, but maybe if you timed it, like a specific oh, thing. because of the Shockwave Pulsar is longer? Yeah, but also this effect that... I mean, I guess we don't know how Approximate's placed, but... Like there might be a wind up period to it. I hope there's not with only a fifteen second. Duration. Also, oh, actually, um, one positive of of Lily Bell is that it's probably pet potency, which means it's not going to suffer from uh, weakness or brink of death, which is I uh, think a very big thing. So I heard that pet potency is gone. No, it's not. Uh, it's still there. So okay. Yeah, well. it's, <laughs> it's just it's just it's just nerfed uh, or sorry buffed, I guess. Okay. They, they, it's oh, like ninety five percent instead of seventy or sixty seven so like or whatever. It's like star now. Yeah. It's like stuff like Star, the Fairy, like Lily, Lily Bell. It's pet potency probably, which means that's that's really strong. That's really good. Um, I think the uh, the other thing I was thinking about with White Mage is that you get it's basically or sorry with Lily Bell that it's like a heal on the move that's like remote if you do need it. Whereas mm -hmm. like previously White Mage could uh, you could place Asylum or uh you could spam cure 3 and like that's about it yeah. um which obviously has range issues in terms of like who you target lily bell uh is like their only real remote healing tool that's like more versatile i guess uh, yeah. you, speaking of versatility though do you guys know if you can proc it before the 15 seconds are up like no. can you, can you force know. it i don't think so i didn't see in any of the footage that i was looking at whether or not you could but um if you could, that would be really nice. Like, like, what if you've got a Lily Bill out, and the next damage is going to be fatal? Mm -hmm. It would be nice to be able to pop it early. But I don't, I don't know if you can. I think it's actually a good point, though. Um, that was another pro that I that I you know listed in, when I was talking about White Mage. But um, what, what Ori said about being able to place it on the move, or you know, basically it gives you the strength of Scholar, where you're allowed to heal from like away from the party, right? Because you can place the Lily Bill in the middle. And then for stuff like you know Thunder Cycle of Life or Cycle of Cycle of Faith, where you have to spread out like you know healers yeah. go to like the cardinal edges, and it's really hard to get like an A we heal off there. Something like Lily Bell would be very very good because it's going to proc after that little uh, you know, elemental break, which is actually another issue I have with the skill because it's prone to chip damage, which means like enrages like Final Omega, which are smaller hits followed by like a big hit, are going to be a lot of overheal. Is it? going to trigger off the dot from burnish glory we actually don't know about dot ticks affecting it i would assume that. not but it yeah. would be kind of nice i mean at least it would like we want more procs rather than less right mm -hmm. yeah. i would think they would make it so you can only proc it once a server tick but it says uh it has an internal cooldown of one second oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. um maybe yeah i, I think, think cycle of faith is a really good spot for it actually yeah I think when you look at Lily Bell, though, my biggest issue is that I don't think you can look at it from a single ability point of view, right? I, c I feel like you have to kind of utilize Y-Mage's full toolkit 
which you know white mage has the weakest off global healing toolkit out of the three healers right um it, it has to fall back to its gcd heals more often than the other healers because uh, it's just you know you have a 90 second you have a 45 second and then now you have a three minute right and then you can include temperance in that too if you want it's you know that's situational though but you have these three core healing abilities right that actually do healing potency and the fact that asylum and, and is 90 seconds and you and the fact that uh lily bell's three minutes and then you look at something like astrologian who has you can get three stars in the time that you can get you know one lily bell right and three stars is what that's 2160 yeah. potency in mm -hmm. three minutes and you combine that with collective which is also 60 you combine that with celestial which is also 60 you combine that with horoscope which is also 60 and then you you know if you want to you know uh add mac macrocosmos to the that list too even though it's not technically an off gcd it's dps neutral single target and you can also proc it by yourself i think there's some severe issues in the balancing of the toolkits especially now that the is also nerfed which means white mage can't actually uh utilize its full gcd toolkit anymore without running into se some severe mp issues which i think also needs to be fixed i'm really glad you called that a nerf i think you're the first i've heard and yeah definitely yeah, I mean, you the the only per, pro to thin air is that you can space out raises and progression more often. However, it saves you two raises over the course of like a sixty second period. The thing is, you could also get two raises back to back in thin air already, so it's like technically uh, MP neutral depending on the situation. Like that's the only pro. Even then, that's a super stretch because like two deaths in like that kind of period is very rare. It happens. It's rare though. Uh, it's unlikely you can consistently get two, yeah, two raises in a thin air. That's a really rare. That's like a real bad situation. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like in a regular park scenario, you're more likely to get with a new thin air both uses on a raise. But yeah. I, it's just so much more often that you're using thin air on things like cure threes or or raw healing output, and you're yeah. just losing uses with the new one. It basically means that white mages are going to never want to use thin air or never want to GCD heal outside of using their. Uh, raptures and using thin air on like cure three or medica two because they're just going to go they're going to go uh, um so much faster if they don't if they don't do that. Um, I don't know how much we we want to talk about MP values because um, I'm pretty scared to bring that up because usually you know knowing how the community acts they can go kind of wild. What? But, <laughs> huh? They're going to get wild because we talk about MP values. You know how people are. Yeah. I, yeah. I those do. get changed, don't they? I feel like those get balanced. A lot. Those are the easiest to change, yeah. But yeah. I think it's important to bring it up to make it like sure. a concern, like noticeable, right? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be uh, too upset. People get pissed off at me for just talking. So I mean, I don't want to be the you know I don't want to be responsible, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying on stream the other day is like the thing is like my issue with with I'm not gonna bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> are you afraid to be like? Uh, you know, delete it from the casual community going at you or something? Like, what do you No, doing? no, no. It's just people overreact about the smallest things and they don't really think for themselves. That's true. Just why don't we just leave it at that? Uh, White Mage, even with proper thin air utilization, was running very low in optimized scenarios. Yeah. And it was hard to keep your MP value, like to keep your MP afloat. And, um, nerfing thin air is going to make it scary because nothing else has changed. We still have the same mana costs on all of our healing abilities. We're um, also actually getting more GCDs on the Prince of Mind now, and we're also getting more GCDs in the fight due to the 1.5 second glare change. 
Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see if piety becomes mandatory and the more piety in the healer case. Right now, it's like run as low as possible. Mm -hmm. But you may need to actually, like, White Mage was the only healer like that before. You had to run at least some piety or you would go oom um, and the other healers before, at least in progression. But White Mage didn't have to. And now they probably have to think about it a little more. That's my issue, too. It's like White Mage's identity is that it has the strongest GCD healing toolkit, right? Nothing can compare to, to White Mage's GCDs. The only thing that can compare is like neutral sect, right? But that's limited to time because it's a two minute cooldown. And you can't spam, you can't spam aspected Helios like you could. You know, cure three because it just it's, it's it suffers from the same effect as a sucker, right? You can't spam sucker because the shields are just going to overwrite. It's it's the same situation. Um, but the thing is, nerfing thin air gets rid of that identity in in a sense because now you can no longer afford to GCD heal as much as you could. You you couldn't you can't use your you you can't spam cure three five times because if you do that you're you know you're you know excuse my language but you're fucked. <laughs> Oh god damn it! Now we gotta like censor that out of the show. God fucking damn it, Momo. But we have on unrelated to this subject. I just wanted to really quickly mention that uh, it's worth noting. Uh, regens got substantially buffed. So on the subject of healing throughput, um, White Mage in particular and Astro got huge buffs to their Medica two and Aspect of the Helios. Assuming they stay the same, um, three hundred potency increase for both. Mm -hmm over the whole duration which is huge it's massive yeah so there's the potential that we lean more on regions I, actually there's across the board a whole lot of regions are showing up that weren't there before um so i'm, I'm curious to see you know heart of corundrum is another one where it was just unexpected and two stacks of aurora and sheltron yeah and holy spirit and, and things like that where there's just these little trickle heels coming in that weren't there before yeah equilibrium getting a region as well yeah. and so I'm curious to see how that plays out in terms of how much um, burst healing or GCD healing a white mage has to do anymore. Hopefully, they rely on it less. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I think the situation about relying on GCD heals, right, it's just reactionary situations like progression, right? Like somebody, like your healer dies during, I don't know, like the end of Oracle, and now you're just forced into spamming gear three. It's not really going to be doable anymore. Yeah, true. You can still do a little bit with. Uh, you can do a little bit. Like three. <laughs> uh, okay, so what about Astro? How are we feeling about Astro? I actually wanted to say about White Mage. Uh, okay, just because, yes. like, we, earlier, we, earlier, well, earlier just White like Mage. last thing, like, it kind of relates to Astro, too. Earlier, because we brought it up that, like, you know, White Mage has, like, the weakest OGCD toolkit, but it's like, <clears throat> that's also how it is now. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like the respective roles of like what white mage astro and um scholar can do have like really changed that much um so i feel like even if white mage only just gets lily bell i i still think like it's healing is still pretty strong like i just uh i still think like it's 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 good but I think um, Lily Bell's good. I didn't mean to come off as saying it was bad. I think it's actually good. Oh, that's really the opposite good. of what you said. We just assumed I, I that mean, you were telling us it's the worst thing that they ever put into No, the no, I think it's good. It just needs quality of life adjustments I if it wants I've, to justify three minute cooldown. Yeah. Well, I just mean like White Mage as a whole, like despite not having like many off GCDs, it's like still good because it's like doesn't really change much of how it is. And the thing about off GCDs now that it's like, oh, like 1.5 second, like I was, I was saying this the other day about like venison because I think having two charges of venison is like, I look at that and I'm like, like i don't really care about this 
but it's like well now you have a 1.5 second gcd you're just going to be using everything so like yeah. it doesn't it literally doesn't matter how like bad lily bell is you're going to use it because it's free and then like so it's I mean, better than nothing actually you bring up a point that i didn't mention but why mage actually gets the least amount of uh in terms of like its healing potential, it gets the least from the 1.5 second change because it actually has the least amount of off globals. Like things like Scholar and Sage, they got monumental value from that 1.5 second change because now you can use like all your fairy abilities, all your Aether flow between those those yep. GCDs. Why Mage? I mean, you can still only do a Size, Asylum, and Lily Bell on top of like your Temperance, right? And then your single target skills, of course. Yeah. And Venison's, yeah. Yeah, but can like you, that's um... nothing compared to the other healers. Yeah, Why Mage mostly gets it for the like it's mostly the movement for them, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just saying, like, I don't think Lily Bell's bad. I think it's potential. It just needs either quality of life adjustments or a lower cooldown mm-hmm. to, to to function as a three minute. Because like, I think as a three minute cooldown, like a fifteen second duration, I think is unacceptable. Also, uh, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much finished. Uh, just to put it into numbers, since we mentioned how good current thin air is versus new thin air, um, no- normally if you pop thin air and do cure threes, you can get five of them in under the current thin air. And Cure 3 is 1,500 MP. So that's a thin air value of 7,500 MP out of nothing. I mean, it literally is thin, out of thin air. So <laughs> um, converse to, like, compared to the new one, which is you're guaranteed only to get maximum 1,500 MP value out of thin air um, or 3,000 every every two minutes, which is the current cooldown, um, which is just substantially less. Uh, unless you're using it on spaced out raises, we're, we're not getting value on it. Uh, not even close. Less than half as good as it was before. So the interesting thing that I was thinking for Thin Air is that, like, I feel, at least in Prague, a lot of the time, I'll just do, like, one Cure 3 at a random spot or, like, one Medica 2. Like, uh, Shell Crusher is a really good example. It's, like, I would always just, like, do a single Cure 3. And it's, like, I could Thin Air this. But, like, if I'm only doing one big heal, the new Thin Air is more value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. a shorter cooldown and so used for one spell. So I was thinking, like, yeah, it's like way worse for enrages, like 100%. Because, like, and that really sucks because I always like, you know, you always plan out your thin air cure three. But uh, I do think from like just random, like within a fight, just when you're just going to do a medica two after a raid wide in prog or something, like it is pretty valuable. But well, I'm thinking stuff like, for example, the spot that I pop it in T and uh, like living liquid, for example, is usually thin air into cure three before AoE hits like top from just protein waves and stuff and then a cascade hits and i do another cure three under it and it's so it ends up getting like at least three thousand four thousand mp worth of value every time and similarly later um actually the second use isn't that great but anyway something to keep in mind is that the charge only works for your first use that school that thin air as a skill is practically only a 60 second cooldown after you use the first charge like it, it stockpiles every two minutes you're practically only getting uh, two. You're getting you're, you're you're losing two compared to now, right? So you're, you're basically only you used to get three extra. Now you're only getting you know two thin airs every every uh, two minutes. Yeah, I mean it's every it's still a sixty second cooldown. You just start off with two, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, more flexible. It's more flexible. It's more blind friendly. Like you don't know what's coming, but. Uh... Mm-hmm. I think it's, la- it's it, why Mage lost one of its big strengths in soft and rages or, or big AOE sections. I think the biggest thing is just this could all easily be, you know, 
resolved by giving a size of MP buff on the regeneration effect to make it like 10% instead of 5. Okay. Okay. Are we good on White Mage? Or do you guys want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I think uh, it's good. I mean, it. <sighs> White Mage is always good. They could make White yeah. Mage the shittiest healer in the game, and it would still be played by tons of people because it's just Tem White Mage, right? Temperance, Temperance will always be overpowered, busted, mm -hmm. super good. Nothing changes that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Astro, I mean, the big deal that everybody was talking about, and it, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's it really changed too much. Uh, but you're you're not making it a shield and region healer anymore. It's just a pure healer with regen that can also have shield stuff still i like do you, do you feel like they they changed up astro a good bit just diurnal right diurnal, just, yeah. yeah you're just stuck in diurnal yeah <laughs> like there was no real yeah. major yeah. changes for it astro overall is a pretty fleshed out job it's actually probably i would say the most fleshed out of all of them the only Jeez. issue with astro is it's <laughs> they the card so fucking much. They, they, only... they teach the cards a lot Changed yeah. the cards like a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's actually. It, yeah. <laughs> Astro MP is very, very strong. It's actually um, yeah. very, 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 very strong. It's almost. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's actually double. Po it's, it's over double positive uh, than the second next healer, which is crazy. Um, mm. But yeah, like Astrodyne is a really, really strong tool. It's going to be really fun for optimizers. It's going to be really strong in prog because like in prog, you're pretty much just going to do 90 second intervals because Astrodyne can function as both a 90 second and a two minute cooldown. You can also use it as a 60 second if you pool enough Astrodyne seals over like a certain time. Like for example, um, around like six minutes, you get like a, you'll have like two two seals before going into like your two minute window with your with like triple cards, which is going to give you like pretty much a back to back, which uh, is really nice. Real quick, probably just for the for anybody watching that doesn't know what it does. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Astrodyne is pretty much no cooldown ability that Astro can use now. That's what uses their seals that they currently have. Right now, they use their seals on uh, divination, but now they can use if you get one different if you get one seal and you pop it, or if you have one different seal or yeah, just one type of seal in your in your uh, bar, mm -hmm. then you get a MP regeneration buff. If you have two, you get a ten percent speed buff, and you have three, then you get also a uh, five percent damage buff, mm -hmm. which I guess can correlate to my issue with Astrodyne currently, is that it's going to feel really bad because you're going to be optimizing raid DPS over your Astrodyne windows. You're not going to go for that five percent. You're going to play the proper card on the proper target, which is really weird. Which is why, like, like some people are always like, you know, like, oh, you know, it's it's nice that Astro Legion has RNG back its rotation. The issue isn't that it has RNG. It has it, the issue is that you're playing improperly against what the skill was intended to be for, right? Because like a a five percent buff on yourself is anywhere from like a hundred to like a hundred fifty potency on yourself, right? That's like nothing compared to like a proper card target on like let's say like a samurai going into their burst, right? Or let's say like a samurai does like ten k potency in the burst window. That's five hundred potency just from that card alone. And so you like can't and you can't just arcana it onto them now to not affect your seals. You you have to play it yeah and affect your seals that's why like it's really weird that they're not giving us some kind of you know it also goes because you know also to mention they remove sleeve draw which means you lose your guaranteed card that's really awkward because like that was like the pretty much only saving grace of the seal system imo 
and the redraw chain is really bad too. Yeah, the redraw gives you less chance of actually getting that, uh, uh, you know, five percent and proper cards. So it, I think either the the one or two things that need to change are either make clarifying redraw give you a seal you don't already have. So if you have like a solar, you're not going to get a solar if you draw or redraw, um, or make it to where you get three charges back. That way you can optimize both Astrodyne and uh, your raid DPS. Those are like mm -hmm. the two changes I propose. Um, yeah. I think if it stays the same, it's going to feel really awkward because like, again, you're, you're playing counterintuitive to the ability's nature, which I don't think should be a thing. I think you'll see a lot of Astros if they don't make any changes, just accepting that the, the two stack is fine. That's, that's the expected. Yeah. Um, if they have to one stack, it's, it's sad, but um, mm -hmm. the two, sorry, Astrotines. Like if somebody you get mapped three it out. The same seal, that's, that's very unlucky. Yeah. Somebody mapped it out. It's like a 99.5, or sorry, 98.5% chance to get two seal. So, like, it's it's pretty high. But. Wait, like at least two seals? or At least two seals. And with okay. three draws, with three draws, yeah. Yeah. The thing with two is, like, what people seem to not understand about Astrologian is every redraw you have to do is also DPS loss, potentially. Because, like, especially, like, when it comes to burst windows, right? Every GCD that you miss on a specific target is potency that you're losing. That's more niche, though. Less, because it's it's really just subbing it out for a different GCD. It's just a lower potency one. But you are yeah, still losing some. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, imagine, like, you miss Higginbana because you had to redraw, like, a hundred times. You get like a gym poo because of it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like that kind of stuff is pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of people complain about minor arcana. Uh, I do think it's pretty cringe from like an optimization perspective, but I don't think it's that bad overall. Um, yeah. I th I think with its one minute cooldown and the fact like the the lady cards like the heals like pretty good, so I feel that like you're gonna find a usage for it if you do draw it. So it's not like the worst thing in the world. Um, but yeah, I could like definitely an optimization is like really frustrating if you don't need to heal at all in that one minute. I think in Prague, like you're, it's going to be useful in some way. And uh, oh yeah, Lady is so good in Prague. I think I think that's definitely going to yeah. be underutilized. The the Lord is um, it's the same as a Malefic. So it's like if you substitute a GCD out, a GCD heal out for a Lady, it's literally the same thing as though you just drew a Lord. Mm -hmm. that's true. With better better mana too. So. Something to keep in mind about ladies, that's also 20 ohm AoE, which Astrologian has none of. So that's 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 pretty strong. Okay. Uh, so, and this is where, I mean, they're also getting Macrocosmos, which everyone's freaking out about, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, some of these abilities, if we feel like maybe they're a little bit weaker, they balance out with other abilities they're getting, right? Astrologian's toolkit is the strongest of the healers. It's it, it always has been since like 4.3, and it probably always will be at this point. So let's, uh, let's briefly just—I'm I'm, going to describe it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. 250, 250 potency AOE and 20 ohm radius around them, which is big, uh, with fall off, 50% fall off, and it grants a buff to players that accumulates damage over 15 seconds, and like basically the damage you take, it it remembers it. And at the end of the duration, which is 15 seconds later, it will heal equal to the amount that you took over that duration. So effectively a full restore of, of whatever you took. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so that... potentially a benediction. Potentially. On every party member. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that does sound ridiculous. And that's every two minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. 
How often are you going to be taking twice your health bar in 15 seconds? Not very often, but it's just, you know, potentially. The, yeah, the thing with Macrocosmos that I feel like most people don't really take into account, like they're just seeing it as like a face value, oh my god, this is going to heal from so much potency. The thing with Macrocosmos is you have to keep in mind you have to be at a low HP after that hit to get full value of whatever getting healed, because it's just going to be overheal if you don't. Like, let's say like... I guess a good example is like, let's say you're going into like Tumults and Titan, right? You know, it hits you like three, four times, big AoEs followed by like a voice of the land. And then you're like 70% HP after the AoE because like you healed or whatever. That's only, that's that's going to get like, let's say it does like, I don't know, the heal's worth like 70% HP. That's going to be like 40% overheal just because like you overhealed that for safety or whatever. It's going to be a lot harder than something like Panheima or Lilybell to utilize as like a skill and it's gonna be one of those skills where it's going to probably make or break how good an Astro player you are and how good your team is how good well, your I mean, co-healer is co- yeah co-healer yeah cosmos right so we already have a problem with uh star overheal as is so this mm-hmm. is just another layer of very easy to overheal astro uh the co-healer of the astro overhealing their own astro's timed heal but I think for mechanics overall, I think it is it's very versatile, right? The fact that it doesn't proc off like you know, like something like Lily Bell, right? Like where it procs off the damage taking damage means you can use it for something as niche as like auto attacks on, on for the tanks, right? Because like you're gonna get um like in today's values, right? You're you're gonna get like let's say probably four or five auto attacks, depending on like if it's like a like a long string of autos. And that's 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 gonna be what? Let's like each each auto is like thirty K. Like if you get hit five times, that's going to be a seventy-five k heal in a tank. That's that's pretty considerable. Yeah. The only down, the only problem is that uh, it's not going to be flexed very much because it is also a malefic in potency. So it's probably yeah. going to be used roughly on cooldown, if not on cooldown. Yeah, it's DPS neutral. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess like one of the questions, um, if we're going to do a region and. Uh, shield meta right that we, we assume okay now that's gonna how they're gonna be doing it they're gonna find some way not to do double shields uh, you're thinking astro and uh scholar uh they both work yeah, well, they both, yeah but you think they would be the two strongest of the healers working together i think the strongest healer is the one that does the most damage and then that's it <laughs> i don't think their healing kits matter that much okay okay Probably. Probably, yeah, in this current age, healing kit doesn't necessarily make too much of a difference. Alright, alright. Because it feels like, and this is just my outside perspective of this conversation and everything that I've seen before, that it, the, a lot of newer players are going to be excited about the flashiness of Sage. Uh, so you're going to have them play Sage, and you have a lot of newer players who just want the pure healer, and they're like, oh, White Mage, that's the healer I knew from all the Final Fantasies, I'm going to play that. So those are going to be the ones that people who just want to play healer are going to play for that introduction, getting used to healers. And then all the like really hardcore players are going to say, Hey, we got to play Astro and we got to play Sage because technically they are the strongest of the, the healers. Or is that actually, not true? I, actually, something to bring up real quick about Astro Scholar um, is that Scholar's co-healer is Astrologian's like the probably best co-healer for Scholar because you still do lose... Um, you still do lose damage for using like something like ED, right? Um, especially like if you have to use like dissipation EDs, you know, you're losing pretty much 100 potency every time you use ED. Uh, so having like an astrologian who has the highest free healing potential um, out of like the the core healers right now, probably the best co healing co healing partner for scholar. 
something like Y-Mage, for example, you know, its its cooldowns are way too far apart, like Asylum and Lily Bell. They're just too long of a cooldown to properly utilize for, like, damage. I think a good example, actually, is, like, Oracle of Darkness, where you have, like, a large hit of damage every 60 seconds. Y-Mage, the thing with Y-Mage and Scholar is that they both lose damage when relying on, like, their, I guess, second line of defense for healing, right? Like, your second line of defense for healing for, for Y-Mage now is, like, Rapture, right? You lose potency for Rapture. It's actually more of a DPS loss now than before, because your glare got increased, and they didn't compensate for Misery. I don't know why they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, like, it's probably the best killing partner for Scholar. Okay, okay. Uh, Funny, but, like, when, I mean, when I was, like, new to the game, I played Astro as my first healer, because I thought Time Mage was cool. Oh, I don't know if I would just say, like, people just, you know, you're going to pick, like, casual players and pick White Mage and people who want to, like, pick what's good would pick, uh... I think it's just, it, I think it's, like, basically arbitrary. I don't think it matters at all, like, what people pick. I think people just pick anything. Well, I mean, anything's going to work. Anything's going to work, no matter what. I mean, that's that's the solution, all right? No matter what two healers you put together, unless if they do some weird stuff to where shield and double shield just isn't going to work and double pure heal is not going to work either. Uh, I mean, anything will work. But I do think that we are going to fall into a meta where people are going to expect I'm looking for one shield healer and I'm going to look for one region healer. Because yeah. uh, they, they're, put, they're putting it in Party Finder. It's an option in Party Finder, right? They're already trying yeah. to at least artificially create that separation. I mean, people already do that now, right? I mean, I guess so. Uh, Astro like, could usually cut... As long as you have two different healers, it doesn't matter right now. Healers. Yeah. Eelers. Eelers. Or the eels. Oh, the eels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, one thing they bring up with Astral Legend that I don't think we mentioned yet is that it has two sets of mitigation sources versus White Mage, which gives it an advantage in different scenarios. And you know, same example, Oracle of Darkness, you can see you pretty much every single uh uh pulsar, shockwave pulsar, which is extremely strong. Whereas like White Mage, Temperance is very, very strong. Except they only have one mitigation source, which is temperance, and it, and uh, depending on like what kind of damage it is, uh, it can lose value because like temperance is very it excels at like multi hit damage, things like Shiva Junction, Titan, uh, Titan Junction, uh, Lions, another good one, things like that that hits multiple times. Whereas like Astrologian mitigation is it's better at more frequent hits, and it's better at or sorry, it's, it's better at heavier hits that are less frequent. So you get more value. It's kind of like Paladin versus the other tanks too, right? Like when you see a Paladin, you look at Passage and Veil. You don't just look at Veil. Uh, it's the same way, right? Like you you can Veil and you can Passage in between those hits. It's kind of the same thing where you can like see you and neutral in between those hits, depending on like what kind of mechanic it is. So I think I they both have like their pros and cons in that regard. Okay. Astro is, uh, in my opinion, more flexible. So yeah, that's that's, exactly. that's what I was. I always would defer. That's even true now. Is defer towards the astro for the flexibility. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh. So we we went over all the heels. Uh. Kind of in detail. Uh. Before we go into like some more broad conversations, was there anything about the, any particular jobs that you feel like we walked past that we should probably make sure we hit real quick? I guess we didn't talk about why mage raptures. Um. One really strong thing about Rapture is that they're very versatile, and because they're pretty much just used for healing now, uh, for, I guess like you got to compare it to light speed, right? Like in some situations, you'll use light speed as a healing tool for instant cast movement. Things like um, like Black Fire, like Ten Strike, things like that in Yukob or um, like Shiva Junction. You know, you'll 
maybe pop light speed there to to heal while you know doing the mechanics Titan too. Rapture can kind of fill the same niche, except you get less per GCD, right? So like in light speed, you get at least seven seven GCDs every light speed every ninety seconds, right? White Mage, you get three instacast GCDs every ninety seconds. The difference is that you can uh, space them out more evenly. So I think that can be a pro for White Mage, depending on the situation as well. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else? How do you guys feel about Sage generating gauge out of combat? I think it's required, or else they'd be bad. You well, they wait a minute every <laughs> or pulling. I mean, they get an ability that gives them a gauge too, right? Like what yeah, every ninety seconds. Yeah, well, I don't. Fin I, have I don't to. know if they spot. No, when uh, when Yoshi P switched jobs to Sage, like on the live letter, he started with none. I don't know if like if you die, you would come back with three or not. But if they don't give you three as soon as you zone into an instance, that's weird. Not taking it for proc. Yeah, because yeah. I'm. We're not waiting for that every pull. Yeah. The thing with their 92nd is that it's pretty much recitation, right? It's their equivalent to recitation. They get it around the same level, and it kind of functions the same because, like, recitation saves like an full stack, whereas, like, the whatever their 90 is called gives them an adder's goal stack. So it kind of functions the same way. Yeah. I, I Don't they also generate during death? I heard that as well. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, I heard they generate during death. Uh, I, I have a video of it somewhere. I could probably pull it up. That's weird. Yeah, but weird. to be fair though, can you imagine if they didn't? Like they'd be so bad for Prague. Like imagine I mean, dying and you're just you're just screwed. Scholar, Scholar has that problem already. Like you die on a Aether Flow. I think it's different though, because Scholar the thing with Scholar is that you get three immediately uh -huh. as soon as your next Aether Flow comes around. Whereas like I mean, I guess it's hit or miss depending on the situation, yeah. Uh it does really look strong like I start with three after dying. Oh nice. Uh, Wait, so when I, you're dead, are you regening them? When I'm dead... Alright, hold on. Uh, let's see. Dead. It is... Re, uh, I do see it regener like it is generating when I die. Do you lose the ones you currently have when you die? Or do you keep uh, them? I, I don't think I ever died with stacks. Let me see. Oh. Let me. I got two stacks right here. Yep. You lose them. Oh, okay. Uh, so let me, let me do this. I'm going to throw it on the screen just so... If you guys want to see it at all. So you uh, lose your current stacks, but you regenerate from zero once you die. Is that what you're saying? That's what it looks like, yeah. So 20 seconds after you that's, die, you get your that's first That's pretty stack. balanced, I guess, compared to Aetherfly. Uh, I thought you kept your stacks, but if you're only regenerating after you die, I mean, it's it's kind of... I feel like that's actually kind of required, yeah, because like, if they didn't do that, um, yeah, like Aetherfly would just strictly be, be better, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah you don't have like, a damn. dissipation equivalent to like potentially get three as well if you really yeah so as long as you as long as they clear all of your current ones i think that's pretty balanced i thought you kept them which sounds crazy yeah because <laughs> i'm gonna go through a whole bunch of stuff and it's gonna go like all goofy let me i have to actually go and do this uh yeah i showed all my videos on there so you know the names of all of my videos on there luckily nothing else <laughs> the names of my videos. uh let's see <laughs> this is shit. I don't know if it uh it's Chrome. Video capture doesn't capture Windows Media Player. Um... Speaking of the out of combat st type stuff, I'm mm -hmm. really happy about Div, but I'm still disappointed they didn't like 
you still have to draw and wait 30 seconds if you want the card, right? If you want yeah. to use Astrodyne in the opener, too. Yeah. So, didn't do anything about that. Thankfully, yeah. though, it's not as impactful, right? Because ideally yeah. in Prague, anyways, you're going to delay your Astrodyne. You're not going to use it in the opener unless uh, you really don't need the MP. And if you draw during the black screen of a respawn, you, it's pretty close to being up. Let me pull. Like just waiting on the barrier or like the barrier to drop again. By the way, I can't show you guys Drive D because it has some stuff that, uh, you know, I can't show you to D. Uh, which is full of the okay uh, just letting you know uh but no no yeah i i almost got this pulled up uh i think I'm i have to do a different way to do this uh we go here then it is this drive <laughs> then it's this folder <laughs> this folder uh and i think i call this one hunt sage uh and let's see if that throws it on the screen uh da, 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 da. right here i think it does transition yeah there we go there we go uh let me make sure i i turn down the video like get rid of that mute that uh make it not take over the whole thing and then let's go to here. Uh, this is when, uh, here, I'll, I'll put some music on there so you can hear it a little bit. But uh, if we go and look at this, and I'm going to just crop it a little bit so you don't have to see all this junk, but... Um, if we go to here, and this is where I died. So, are you watching, Momo? Yeah, I'm watching. There's, there's going to be a slight delay. So, if you look at my meter right now, I'm about to die. Yep. Uh, and so, let me hit play on it. I got two Actually stacks right this. now. Then I die, yeah. and then I lose stacks. Okay, let's watch. Yeah, you lose your stacks, but it starts to die. So, okay, that's pretty balanced, yeah. Um, but then when you res, uh, and you come back, actually, well, you, no. You res into a city state, though, right? Yeah, res oh, into no, a so, city state. It doesn't actually give us to you still, so it actually, well, okay. Yeah, res resing into a city state's like a normal res, right? Or it doesn't reset any recoil downs or anything? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, I don't know if, I think there might be a point where I did get a res. Uh, let's see. I think Rich was playing Summoner. What was he playing? Uh, no, he's playing Machina, so. <laughs> I don't think I there was any of these where I actually got a res. I think I ran back each time. This is, this is just, by the way, this is just a point where I just ran, we ran into this A rank with four people for like 20, 30 minutes and kept dying over and over again trying to kill it. <laughs> uh, watching this footage, I actually forgot to mention about Sage. Sage has the, um, like the easiest like DPS rotation out of all the healers too. Like the least to think about when it comes to their optimization. Which mm. is a kind of a pro for them because you know, less thinking means more thinking about other things like mechanics and stuff and like progression. Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and take the video off, but uh, I think that gives you the answers you need, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one thing. Other thing I noticed about Sage was that it has. I guess like we we touched on the mobile sucker shields, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. But if you don't need a sucker, it's like really immobile, right? Like. Yeah. White Mage has lilies, there's light speed, there's, I mean, rune 2, like, it's a loss, but you can still do something. Like, I don't think Sage can do anything except spam their dot. 
which is like <laughs> they uh, got actually they got the scholar weakness i was hoping scholar wouldn't get right because i was really afraid they were going to remove ruin two which is all actually you know again scholar's biggest strength again um ruin two is very 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 strong in progression when like you're having to move on demand or you know like just want to see like a mechanic you don't actually have to, like drop gcds um it's like the most mobile instant cast ability of all the healers sage again like you said doesn't really have that outside very like niche specific parts of the rotation so yeah and actually i don't think sage can double weave with any oh uh there's like that melee skill i think that one's instant but other than that like even their eucrasia skills like their dot you can only single weave with those so like double weaving like i don't know um yeah no it's it's definitely it's definitely a weakness for sure yeah Oh, yeah, Chastling may have Toxicon, but then you have to add those someone to get it, right? So, Well, I mean, yeah, ch chat's saying, like, all these abilities, but the thing is, it's not as on-demand as other abilities like Scholar has. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you've, you've got Haima and Panheima, but... Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's not about it being instant cast, more so, like, the thing is, like, it's a, it's like saying Scholar is instant cast without Ruin 2. Like, yeah, sure, you can spam Biolysis, but, like, that's not going to do as as much as, like, a Ruin 2 would. Especially because Biolysis doesn't do damage. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm done. Those are Or I guess a better example is like spamming Dia as a Y Mage right now, right? Like if you have to move a lot. Mm. It's like that similar situation. Okay. So it's but not the same. Can, you can uh, double weave with Phlegma, right? That's a spell. Yeah, that's the melee range one, I think. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's the only one. So I guess. Yeah. Uh, another question on top of all this stuff. Uh, is there anything the community is freaking out about that they shouldn't be freaking out about? That feels kind of silly. See a few people freaking out about Scholar still. I don't know why. See a few people freaking out. It, this is just for ter in terms of healers, right? Yeah, in terms of healers. Yeah, <laughs> we're still yeah. on the healers show. Momo, when you come back for the tank show later, we'll, <laughs> we'll jump out. I think that. people are overvaluing Microcosmos too much. I'm I sure. Um, I think it's really strong. I think it's you know, I think it's stronger than Lily Belt, but it, it, just because it's more versatile. But I think it's like it's one of those tools that's going to be very, very hard to fully utilize as a healing ability, and it's going to be very rare to get that full value. Okay. I just see so much of Scholar is dead, Scholar is yeah. dead, and it's just not true. It's absolutely not true. I mean, honestly, uh, I think cool factor scholar loses. It, it's 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 it has it's not nearly as cool as sage. Hasn't it always lost? Sorry. No, like I said, like it looks cooler, but mm -hmm. like sage, you know, it's 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 the most brain dead healer in terms of damage rotation. Oh, it, you have to read all those words and those abilities, dude. You know how fucking <laughs> hard it is to read those damn names of abilities. Yeah, I mean. it's... <laughs> What, why scholar is pretty scholar is already brain dead when it comes to damage too so, well, I, mean, well, yeah. I guess i meant to say optimization right like optimizing your damage as a healer like um has the easiest function easiest role out of True. all of them that's what i meant not not like actually doing yeah they're all pretty easy like the 1.5 second cast time just makes it you know all of them fairly fairly easy if, if they ever do actually delete energy drain which i know they really want to then scholar will be brain dead too scholar would just yeah that would just be free <laughs> you just <laughs> do nothing they tried to in stormblood they almost did mm -hmm. take a quick look at the gear sets if you guys want to hold on uh 
because some people were saying that the gear sets were uh, really good for one versus oh, the other. Oh, um, one thing we didn't talk about. Numa is a 25 yom radius AoE. That is very strong. It requires a target, right? No, actually, I don't think it does. Really? I don't think it does. It's a laser skill, right? Yeah. It might. I don't think it does. It might. It's, uh, what was it? It's a heal and it's a mitt, right? Yeah, she's like a laser in front of them. I feel like... I mean, yeah. There's, uh... I guess you can compare all the jobs, like, two mid, you... mid skills. Pretty strong. The, the thing with Numa, though, like, why I think it's not... If it, dude, if that requires a target, that's really bad. Because that means their 10% mitigation is locked behind uptime. It's gonna be so hard to aim if you don't have to require a target. It's gonna be just in front of you, which means... Yeah, actually, that's, that's a good point. That seems kind of weird. What's the I width of the rectangle? Do we know? I mean, it didn't it look very wide long. from the animations. Pretty narrow. Like, yeah, it says it has a yawn of 25 and a range, a radius of 25. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all it says. It doesn't give us, it doesn't give us the yawn yeah. radius of the... Maybe it's 25 yawns too. <laughs> 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 This is a straight line, though. I think straight lines are indicated as well. I guess you know, Flood of Shadows actually indicated as a as a radius, even though it's a a straight line. So maybe it is actually twenty five, which doesn't look like it. Apex. Yeah. That would be massive. Yeah. That would pretty much be guaranteed to hit everyone. Sage and Sage and uh, AOE situations though, like if that fight came out, if T came out when Sage was here, man. That would be yeah. disgusting. Apex Arrow says it's a 25 yom radius, which it definitely is not. So okay. Or I meant range. Sorry. It, it's for both. It, Apex okay. Arrow is 25 yom for both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, it's probably just a small line then. Mm-hmm. But the the heal the the actual heal radius is 25 yom because it comes from around you. And you can see that mm-hmm. in the uh, job trailer. Uh, I will say I w- I did want to say on the subject of things people are freaking out about. There's one thing people are freaking out about that is justified about Scholar, especially. That's that our kit still does not interact well with itself. They didn't change that. <laughs> you, still, you still get locked out of your abilities constantly while you're playing Scholar, and it's awful. I don't that know way. why they didn't buff Dissipation to affect all healing still. It's the biggest complaint I have with Dissipation outside of just, like you said, locking you out of your fairy. Let me eat Let me eat Seraph. I don't, I don't care if it's like a mistake. Yeah. Do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can you can ghost whispering dawn and stuff with Seraph too. Still, yeah, you can still ghost things. Still lock yourself out of stuff. Seraph locks you out of dissipate. Dissipate locks you out of Seraph, uh, okay. or and all fairy abilities. Like it just doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's always going to be a turnoff to a lot of it's, people. It's so weird because to dissipate under Seraph, you have to manually desummon Seraph and then resummon the fairy and then dissipate, which is like three extra steps for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, the GCD too, like to some yeah. of the fairy. Awful. Which is another thing we can talk about too, if you want. I mean, why are fairies still about in the GCD? Literally whatever you want is your show. <laughs> why, guys. why is why are the fairies still in the GCD? <laughs> it's, oh, uh, summon fairy. <laughs> yeah, like after summoner got changed, I was like, well, oh, well, summoner stuff's all in the GCD now. So, well, like yeah, but like currently, <laughs> like you can just summon it between GCDs. It's, yeah. Probably mm-hmm. be a nice quality of life. Just, just give it like a potency. You summon fairy and does broil potency. Actually, that wouldn't work because you need a target. Hey. 
whatever. Be AoE around you. I, yeah, I, I, I'm still like, if that new mobility is like locked to uptime, that is going to be so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, knowing how they do skills, I doubt it does work like that. Because they're, I mean, you know, Square Enix—they play their own game. They know how to balance, you know, healers and stuff like that. Thank you for saying um, that on this show. I, I really appreciate that because I got no, shit. I, I, I think people, cause... yeah, I think people under underestimate like Square Enix is like you know balancing team, like how they like handle situations. Like they they do play their own game. Um, you know, we could criticize how fast they they implement changes. I think that's fine, mm-hmm. but to say they don't like you know play their own game, I, I think that's incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, that will stick with me for a while, and I'm gonna make sure every single show, <laughs> no one says Yoshida hasn't played his game because I think it's uh, very obvious because the balance yeah. in this game is so good compared to other games. I mean, we could talk about that. Do you guys have you played any other MMOs recently with healing? I played solo for a bit. I heard solo was good for healing. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh... You spent almost all of your time doing like GCD healing and having to like pay attention to, uh, I guess just like what damage people were taking. I mean, I was obviously very unfamiliar with both the jobs and the toolkits, but uh, or and the fights, but um, I thought it was more enjoyable than you know, hitting holy for like 12 minutes to do an expert dungeon like that. So, hmm, yeah, okay, uh. None of you guys have experience with WoW healing, right? No. No. I so played sorry. it like very casually, so I don't, but not in raids or anything like that. Yeah, I know. So, I know that it's very active. That it's a lot of healing, but um, not particularly. Like a lot of it's about throughput. So I thought it was just whack a mole when I played back in the day, dude. Like you'd have the interface and you have all the names up, and you're like, it's low here, press. It's low here, press. It's low here, press. And that's all I remember doing as a healer back in WoW in the day. I'm sure it's much different uh now maybe it's not i don't know uh but it was definitely whack-a-mole healing um and i i think i the only reason i bring that up is because we're gonna have such a large influx of healers from wow playing this game going into Inwalker, and so their expectations of what healing is like in this game is going to be different than what they did in wow um, yeah so I'm see a lot of disc priest play uh, sage and then realize it's not disc priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, uh, I think people are over, over, uh, or just over exaggerating the fact that you do DPS while healing. I, it's a neat it's, gimmick. You but really it's don't. Not changing yeah. anything. You, yeah, yeah. It's embrace. Like it's a single target heal that's mm-hmm. very low in potency that you know may add up in certain situations, but. You know, both the fairy and cardio, they have their benefits, they have their pros and cons. So the downside is you actually have to DPS to get the benefit though. Um yeah, so, I don't know. Do healing spells proc it? I don't remember. No, I don't uh, think they do. Do they? I don't think so. I don't think so. Numa no. procs it, but that's Numa, yeah. Yeah, so during like during things like downtime, um, you're getting zero value out of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. the you know, scholar would still be healing. But that's few and far between these days. We don't get a whole lot of downtime aside from like transitions yeah i think sage is like going to be um well even it's not just downtime too it's just like heavy movement windows right like if places where you can't roll your gcd potentially might uh grew you out of things mm-hmm. or like yeah. anything like um like uh i guess oracle darkness is pretty good because like 
uh embrace will heal during like the stun durations of like basic and intermediate even if small windows could maybe change things i mean the issue with embrace is just that it's not consistent which you can't rely on it yeah it's also a very low potency so ultimately it's it's usually not going to make the difference mm -hmm. well now yes. it's actually the same as cardio yeah they heal for uh, the same value pretty much i mean so they're both like not probably not going to be enough to make a difference yeah. you're still yeah, gonna have think... to gcd or ogcd yeah that means just heal themselves and well, embrace so. embrace now is, is is stronger than it is today by a lot actually it does like it does like uh like 5k today with our health pools and uh in the new patch it does like 3k with like one third smaller hp so like it got buffed by like what 20 percent ish oh that's really good actually yeah that's it's really it's almost like heaven's red embrace <laughs> even more on my point of regens being uh, yeah. more prevalent in and walker mm-hmm Huh. Man, I, I don't know. I, I'm it's gonna be pretty interesting seeing how all the, the dynamic works out with this new expansion because this is just a weird situation for us. The community is so much mi more mixed with people from other MMOs and everything else coming in that we're gonna mm -hmm. see all these like fresh opinions that I, okay, they're, maybe they're not fresh opinions. Maybe they're the same opinions that people have had for years, but they're experiencing it for the first time in Final Fantasy fourteen and they haven't developed that I don't know, getting used to how it is situation. Wait, right? What opinion are you are you insinuating? Uh, DPS ball healing? I don't know. That, like DPS healers? Yeah. I think we're slowly, I think we're pretty much out of that. Out of that um... We are. People who've been playing. No, no, like I think but... Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of shifting because like we have people who, it's just, it's so widespread. Now. It's, it's, it's almost the same as like, um you know, uh, like uh, Warrior never pulling the boss back in like early Stormblood and like heaven's Lord, like you always have like you know paladins or whatever pull the boss but like as soon as like you know we start shifting it's like the mid storm blood like storm blood era you know warriors would just always pull the boss no matter who was in the party right hmm. i think it's kind of like that in the sense where we're finally entering a stage where the opinions are shifting towards uh, more dps focus as healers because you know it's becoming more widespread knowledge you know you have more people being outspoken about it so yeah i think it's just okay. like a a different age of healing, I guess. So we don't think it's going to be an issue, like with a whole bunch of new new players coming in and healing. Well, I mean, it's always going to be an issue because that's mm -hmm. not what you think of when you think I'm going to play healer. You know, mm -hmm. they don't think of him as green DPS, at least not initially. You you sort of ease into that, especially coming from WoW. That's like the biggest difference from any of the way that any of the classes play is the healer change, and uh, that's always going to be hard for people to adjust to. But mm -hmm. you can make it natural through the kits. And you're trying to. So it depends on thing... part of the player base you're talking about, right? Because, like, I mean, I do duty five. I still do extra relay, and I get so many zero DPS healers, right? But, like, on raiding, I don't Really? Know. Yeah. I but, haven't uh, gotten a zero DPS healer in ages. It's been a while. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I've gotten quite a few. But, Jeez. um, the, like, I don't know, like, you raid, it's like, you don't, you, I mean, I still see them from time to time. There'll be, like, mm -hmm. a, not like zero, but like, I don't know, you have like an Asha's doing like 400 DPS and you're like, all right. Um, but it's, uh, I will say if like, as far as like raiding goes and like PFing goes, it's fairly pretty, pretty rare. Okay. It'd, be nice. It'd be nice if they just tied gauge to it or something on all the healers. Just, yeah. just a little bit of gauge. Just that'll incentivize you. But I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I think something we could bring up too, because we didn't really talk about it, but... DPS checks moving forward in Savage Fights, I wonder how it's going to shift the meta, because 
they don't um it's it's obvious that they don't uh calculate healer damage as much as healers can do for like early week one um they probably like like undervalue it quite a bit which makes me worried because dpsing a healer is going to be a lot more accessible right um because of the 1.5 cent cash cha uh, cash change on both light mage scholar uh it's going to be much easier to do big damage during uh, week one progression so I'm curious how it's going to affect the DPS checks moving forward. I mean, the the healer DPS should be a lot more predictable then, right? There's not going to be as big of a gap between... Like, you a think that. If right? they hit the button to do the DPS, though, right? I mean, that's the other thing. They have to think to do it. Uh, I... Go ahead. I heard... I don't know how true this is, but... Because like, I don't really... Again, I haven't really looked at potencies, but I heard something about healer potencies, like being like the relative gain being lower than like every like tanks and dps so like it like people are theorizing that um they're trying to push healer dps like down relative to like the total party contribution so mm -hmm. even if like it's easier it's like it would be less impactful right yeah but it'd still be impactful in some way no matter like how much they do right like like let's say for titan week one right they assume that both healers would do like 4k dps right um, when in reality, like a good healer duo could do like anywhere from like five to six K each, which would give you anywhere from like a two to four K, uh, leniency, uh, that would still exist. Just not to the, as impactful as you said, it, like, let's say, you know, maybe they nerf cause they did. I, I think they, they did nerf healing potencies in terms of like everybody else. Cause they balanced out everybody's, uh, you know, physical versus magical, uh, potencies and stuff like that. Unless they didn't, which I mean, you know, my bad misinformation, but like we, we don't really know because we haven't really tested it. And I haven't seen any information about it. But if they did do something like that, then yeah, um, the difference will be healer DPS will be less than stuff like tanks now. That's only if they affected the change of uh, caster versus physical potency, hmm. which also is another buff to um, like cards and div and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Actually, that's really wait. Yeah, wait. You're right. Holy, yeah. That's actually really worrying. I didn't even think about that. If they did do that, wait. Yeah, that actually kind of like nerfs uh, Sage and Limage a bit. Then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So explain <laughs> explain that why it nerfs. Well, if 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 they evened out physical and like magical potencies, right? Because like right now, a glare is like worth a holy spirit on Paladin, but a holy spirit mm -hmm. on Paladin is like five hundred. Uh, like what, twenty-five potency under under uh, Holy Spirit or under Wreck, but they do the, like same amount of damage, even though Glare is only like three hundred potency. So if they like even that out to where like Glare is still doing like that potency, but it's like a little bit weaker because they because like right now I think the main formula is because the physical damage uh, has less weapon damage than casters because casters don't auto attack, so their their weapon damage is higher. Which I think is like the main 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 course of that, like main issue with that. Um, if they balance that out, then uh, the potencies per uh, the melee will be technically a little bit stronger than uh, as they are now compared to the healers. That's assuming they kind of balance that kind of formula out. Hmm. If that makes any sense? Okay. I mean, not really. I don't heal enough for <laughs> any of this. Well, it's, not, it's, it's just basically, basic formula stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. if personal DPS gets cut for healers, then Astro and Caller who have lower personal DPS get affected less. That's basically what it comes yes. down to. Yes. Okay. It hurts. Assuming it hurts that's the case. Less raid buff. So, healers more. 
what are we thinking about DPS ranking from the healers? Like, which healers are going to do the most DPS? Any clue? No. I feel like Astro Scholar are going to be king, but we have the damage. we have the numbers formulated on the spreadsheet. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm not going to like say anything about that just because those things can change easily. And let's let's put the disclaimer: these numbers can change and things can change. All right, now let's do the ranking. Currently, right now, yeah, it's it's White Mage, and then Sage, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, and then you Scholar and Astro. Scholar and Astro with Ray DPS contribution is probably higher than Sage White Mage, but it's so hard to tell just because we don't really like know how much damage we're contributing to raid buffs. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, in terms of we MP regeneration, mm -hmm. if you want to go about that, it goes sure. Astro, Scholar, Sage, White Mage. Disclaimer: Things can change. Okay. Yeah. Things can change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, you right. that uh, Scholar MP is like no longer an energy drain, right? It's like twenty percent from Aether Flow instead of ten. And the energy mm -hmm. drain no longer gives MP at all. Currently, it gives 5%. So it's like yeah. you basically get two energy drains worth of mana every minute. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. MP economy is going to be interesting. That's that's the thing we probably know the least about. I mean, aside from DPS only, MP economy. But yeah, Currently, the only healers that are MP positive are Asher and Scholar right now. They need to uh, change Sage and Light Mage MP. At what party is that? Uh, minimum, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Wow, they're positive at minimum MP? Or I think minimum so. I'd have to check the spreadsheet. That's really crazy. Generates ridiculous amounts of MP. Astrologian generates... Yeah, they generate... Well, the thing is, right? They lose sleeve draw and they lose like the 8%, but they're generating like 3,000 MP off Astrodyne every use of it. Which just completely makes up a three minute cooldown. So you're losing like 800 MP from the sleeve draw every three minutes, but you're gaining 3,000 every 90 slash 120, which is like going to be really big in prog because you're pretty much just going to use Astrodyne on cooldown. You're not really going to like optimize cards too much when 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 learning a fight. Hmm. Okay. And then uh, Y Mage just again thin air, really bad, not giving a size 10% MP or anything like that to compensate. Just really screwed Y Mage. Um, on top of the getting extra GCDs uh, with Glare, and then the presence change giving them more GCDs in the fight as well. Hmm. It's gonna be tough times for White Mage MP unless they change something. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like disclaimer again, these things are so easily changeable. It's like it, I'm really hesitant about talking stuff like this because like things people always like early Stormblood White Mage before the job even came out. You know, Shadowbringers White Mage people complained about before job even came out. It's like no. STFU, please, like, just let it let it come out. Like, we'll we'll beta test the job in the first couple of weeks, and then you know, by savages, they'll change it. Momo, it's not I that the big. Scholars dead. <laughs> it's it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, not a big deal. I mean, we know scholars dead, and we know that you know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Endorsed by Momo. Here, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying scholars dead. Cool factor. That's the only thing I'm one hundred percent certain on. Like. It's just fucking can't even compare to how cool Sage looks, in my opinion. Sage but does look kind of cool. It looks really cool. If you don't like lasers, you're gonna have to turn off the action effects, one hundred percent. But it, it is it is really cool. Um, <sighs> and I think Astro is the second coolest. Then maybe White Mage. Then maybe Scholar for cool factor. <laughs> I'm just jazzed we finally got a healer, man. It's been since Heaven's Word. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming. 
I, you know, when we um, we had this show before, right? Where uh, back in like a previous mock talk, we talked about how like you know if they added another healer, I think or you're on that show too, where you know if we added another healer, um, it would just be like pretty much the same as like you would just do two pure two shield healer, and you know, lo and behold, that's what yeah, happened. It's literally the same the thing that was said at the, I think. Uh, end of uh heaven's word and from then from my own mouth i said this all right is that don't worry about balance fuck it i said this about tanks too but it turned out to be wrong uh have two shield healers have two region healers and just be done with it don't try to balance this weird third this trio you know and they spent a whole expansion trying to do it and they just gave up uh but Those i mean are pretty balanced right now aren't they i mean they are but <laughs> it's uh well astro's still really strong in dinoral isn't it it's like ridiculous broken yeah yeah uh but when we were talking about um astro's been the trouble balance job since it came out really uh but when we were talking about tanks you know i also said oh have two off tanks two main tanks but that doesn't need to happen at all tanks are fucking balanced the way they are uh Although you're not supposed to main tank or pull with a paladin, right? Because the spirits within. Oh, yeah, spirits within. Oh yeah. But that's changed too, so. Yeah, they're gonna be better. I don't know if they're gonna be. Probably, it's really hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Like like warrior. Warrior's new toolkit is. <laughs> so crazy. It's it's yeah it's really insane. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like they got like the best defensives out of all the tanks in this expansion or next expansion. So too. Yeah. What do you guys yeah. think about the Holy Spirit healing yourself? Because I feel like it's actually. I mean, obviously it heals a heal, but I don't think it's like that amazing. It's good because not only when you procs veil, so that's good. Um, it helps with the pillow fight. I mean, that's that's really what it is, right? What do we know how Holy Spirit works? Does it? Can you do? I guess Frosty, you play Paladin, right? In the, in the tour, yeah. so. Can you so how does this work, right? Do you do four Holy Spirits Cathedral or then Cathedral Combo? Or can you only do the Cathedral Combo while under wreck? I didn't actually check that. Uh, I mean the Cafeter, the wreck, as soon as you hit Cathedral, wreck is you know done. Yeah, so you do your okay. normal combo with that. So whatever it is, yeah, you just do your normal combo. When that ends, then you do your extra combo right afterwards. Yeah, uh, okay. So yeah, you get pretty much four Holy Spirits. Maybe three yeah. if you cut it out every every wreck, wreck window. I mean that's when you think about it, right, you have that every 60 seconds. Um, you know, even three would be 1,200 potency, and that's that's the equivalent of uh, equilibrium. It, so I think it's going to be pretty impactful. It's very interesting because it's different than the other tanks, where the other tanks are getting their regen effect basically constantly. Mm-hmm. The Allens is going to be, like, in this tiny window. So yeah. I don't know if that's going to have any actual effect on how healing tanks plays out, but it's interesting. I mean, I, I have this... God, you know what? I, I didn't even think about this, but I'm sure my video audio completely... Screw, well, you know what? I think it's low enough. The video audio is not so bad. I did uh, go back and check to make sure Divine Veil uh, propped from Holy Spirit, because that was something that I needed to make sure of. Uh, I heard so I it did. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I heard it does too. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I was testing I, out. Uh, that means so, you can't pop Veil early, right? Or, like, nope. or use the ability early and then pop it later. Like it's, If your yep. Holy Spirit's there, you just kind of... Can't you have to plan it. Yeah. I it mean, does lower the function. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it does kind of suck because it's not like Shake It Off or like Shake It Off is the ability you kind of use. Uh, it, it's actually, it's like, yeah, Divine Veil kind of got more clunky 
just because it has a heal attached to it now, which you sometimes may be able to utilize, sometimes not, just because of the nature of the skill. Because like a lot of the times when you use Veil, you actually pop it like um, like either 30 seconds in advance almost sometimes uh, when you're actually using it, just so you get on cooldown faster. So it's going to be definitely interesting to uh, I mean, utilize as, it. As long as you don't like do a Holy Spirit, I mean, that's the thing. You just have to time it, your, your DPS combo. You have to time it around that or... <laughs> I, it's I just think, it's just clunky, right? I, I don't like, feel like it's clunky, dude. I feel like it's it's perfectly fine because if you know you're going to be hitting Holy Spirits, just use it right before. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to like not get it like this they, really early window, but it's just all timing again. I don't think it's really changing well, anything. Well, the issue is like if you, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm too tired to think of numbers, but basically, uh, you can't pop it too early, and there are cases where you would pop it early. And then it would come off cooldown early, so you could just use it again in like an earlier thing. Even yeah. it's like it's a two minute cooldown, but it's effectively a like a one almost a one minute between shields because the veil self has a thirty second cooldown, then the shield has a thirty second cooldown. But you can't really play around with that as much anymore because Holy Spirit is just pop it. Yeah, that's what I yeah because like, like I guess just, it's a good yeah go ahead. An example is like Ultima, right? In Ultima, as soon as you you know, after the, during the transition, if you do uh, Divine Veil as soon as the ultimate ends and proc it right as it's about to fall off, the shields will last after the uh, opening tank purge and then mm-hmm. come up again after predation. So you can use it uh, for the tumults plus shriek. Uh, if you do t- if you do Veil uh, before like the like right before the uh, tank purge, it doesn't come up for that spot. So that's like an example where you can utilize utilize that tech, except it's during downtime, so it like won't matter. But like in situations like that, is is what Ori I think is trying to. Well, I mean, to like you can still do to. that with the way it's functioning, right? You just you wouldn't if it lines well, up. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what if your Holy Spirit came up like ten seconds after you wanted to use Veil? I mean, yeah, there's that. So there's going to be a little bit of funkiness with that, but I think gaining the benefit of being able to pop it yourself, being a party finder tank for me. Uh, it, it's huge, but like, I mean, I guess in groups and stuff where you have kind of more planning around that stuff, it can be, it feel a little bit more goofy, but you're fi- You'll find your timing either way. Actually, I, well, the thing is this only really affects Galar Astro. Actually, you know what? I'm really yeah. curious. What if there's, wait, it's cardio, cardio would probably Car- proc veil, right? Ability, right. So it wouldn't. No, I mean, if it works the right, same so. as embrace, I mean, it probably would because it's based well, off your spell. Yeah, the whole thing about like doesn't? Okay. veil is that I never really felt like procking veil was that much of a problem. I, I was I'm like not really into like yeah, I'm not like really like a speed killer, so like Yeah, I it's only know. an issue of speed kills. Yeah, like and I also because I play mostly white mage where it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> when you use Rapture it just pops it, so mm-hmm. it's like I actually would rather it not get popped by Holy Spirit, but it does I mean, Yeah. The issue that I run into all the time is that I use it with party finder groups, and there's no way to pop it. I have no control. I literally I have no control. From That's true. What? I mean, technically, you have something you can use. It's just you don't want to. Why? Well, yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't want to use it. You know, it would mess up. You mess up. Uh, I mean, I would kind of throw off your paladin rotation a little bit too, right? Because I mean, you'd have to use it right before you start one of your combos. Uh, and then you just you're one GC. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, I'm actually, speaking, there's, there's a little bit of overcap on the regular rotation, right? You little bit is. go overcap before the next wreck. I don't know if it's enough for a clemency. I thought it was. Speaking of um, 
clemency. I mean, we're talking that's... so much about paladin right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we should probably stop. Matter, we're talking about healing, though. It's the True. healing aspect of paladin. Uh, the healing yeah. aspect of paladin. Uh, but go ahead, Momo. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that. No, no, it's just, that's a tank thing. It's not a tank <laughs> We'll no. have a tank show. We could do a tank discussion at some point, too. Uh, I probably need to do a melee discussion. We only got like a month. <laughs> so I yeah, only have a few 30 more something days. Uh, before the extension. Like you can Go skip ahead. a phase range discussion, at least. I feel like it's going to be yeah. so much harder to keep track of. Like, I have all just more incentive and walker to just leave the party at like 60% HP as long as possible because there's just so many more regions and heals that are just chilling around now than before. I don't know. Mm. The, the 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 days of topping the rate in between hits is uh, it's been gone for a while, but it's certainly worse now. Hmm. Well, just let the regions do their work. I I want to ask this question real quick because I mean we should probably should start wrapping up and everything. And I do want to have so many shows, uh, and one of them has to be dedicated to PvP after November fifth because we got to do that show, all right? Because finally, after like three years, I'm getting something that ten other people and me care about. Uh. I'm just kidding. There's a good community, guys. I, I, I just want to meme. Anyways, uh, that being said, uh, we'll try to get whatever kind of conversations out there. But in regards to healers, you're, you're in. It feels this whole conversation kind of feels like you're in this semi-excited, cautious limbo. Uh, mm-hmm. Are, are you optimistic in any way going into Endwalker about healers? If I was a casual player, I would be very excited. I'm very excited, just to let you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's really good for casual players. I think this expansion is going to be really good for casual players. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm excited. From yeah. the, I think the, the fight designs have gotten better and better and better as the game has gone on. And good fight design, I mean, I feel like they were really trying new things in, uh, in Shadowbringers. And as long as they take what they learned, um, you know, by the end, by promise, I feel like a lot of the healing was really satisfying. No, pretty much E9, 10, 11, and 12 all had very satisfying, uh, from a healer perspective, uh, checks. M- maybe not 10, but <laughs> even 10 had its moments. Like Umbral Orbs, even when it was done correctly, had some interesting interactions. Um, mm. So I'm hopeful that Pandemonium will have a lot of very interesting uh, healing dynamics to it. And with increased kits, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll actually make it pretty if challenging. I had to guess, by the way, I do think Pandemonium is going to be harder than what we experienced in our previous raids. Uh, not the hardest, but like it's going to be a step up from Shadowbringers. I really do think we'll that. We'll see. Uh, but not, the first, first, not the first tier. Eden's Gate isn't exactly a high bar. So. We've gotten mm-hmm. a, a large but... influx. We've got a large influx of players recently. A lot of those players, the ones that are more endgame focused, mm-hmm. made their way through Promise, have finished it by now, and are looking to the next one to be a step up. So... I'm hoping that that means that this, even though it's the first tier of it, uh, or the first uh, tier of an expansion, um, that they'll make it a step up like that. The thing with the thing though is that Yoshi's confirmed in the interview that he purposely designs the first raid tier so it's more accessible for the new players coming in to the expansion. So I, I think that's probably going to be the same same level as Eden's Gate. I mean, or like the, Delta Escape. Here's the thing: what do, what what is a smart decision for Square Enix to do right now? Is make it, it accessible. To, to make yeah. is it to make it accessible right. or to make it a little bit challenging for these people coming from these other MMOs that are looking for a challenge in the game? I mean, are they, I, I don't know. Those I, I mean, they have the promise of ultimate around the corner. So yeah, yeah. yeah. People, I 
don't know if people really quit the game that much because it's not hard enough. But people definitely don't raid because they think it's too. The thing and... with the thing with the thing with accessibility too is accessibility can equal fun, right? Like Eden's Gate to me was probably the most fun raid tier to farm because the fights weren't super uh, like grueling to do in Party Finder. Like for example, Light Rampant uh, pretty much killed all of like Eden's versus PF, right? Um, the, the fights overall in Eden's versus are just super punishing compared to Eden's Gate and Eden's Promise. So many insta white mechanics if one person messes up. So yeah. like that kind of stuff, like difficulty doesn't always equal fun. And like it may be fun for progression, but progression is such a small portion of this game, right? Like it lasts for like one, two, three weeks, depending on like what, what kind of <laughs> what, for like what kind of skill level you are. Yeah, I mean for me, obviously. Yeah. But like most like most groups will prog the first couple weeks of the expansion. Yeah. Um and then you have like the outliers who like either start late or um are just like super, super casual who just like do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, this um, time people probably gonna start late. I mean, or PF the or people yeah. using exclusively PF, which it takes a little longer, but yeah. Like um, me. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's going to be like four or five weeks in some cases, but it shouldn't yeah. be too bad. Yeah, accessibility yeah. just—it doesn't mean it's, it's going to be bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Specifically, I, I guess... oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to like kind of move on. So, no, uh, I, was just, I, I was saying the coming back to the reason we started this topic was just I was hoping it was more difficult from the exclusively healers' perspective, exclusively mm-hmm. because we have more tip, more tools than ever. Oh, um. So I'm I'm just hoping that they they focus on that at least a little bit. I feel like it can be done in a way that doesn't mean you're just going to wipe mm-hmm. um, if the healer doesn't meet the check. But I don't know. We'll see. So the thing too um, that if they make a raid tier too difficult, then it just becomes again Eden's verse all over again, right? So like we don't really want that kind of situation. I mean, I guess. Uh, I'm. Uh... I don't think Eden's verse is healthy for the community. I thought it was great. But then again, like I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I met a single person who cleared Shiva through Party Finder who actually enjoyed the fight. I mean, I did. <laughs> I mean, I, it was painful, and it felt like I was stabbing myself the entire time. Uh, but in the end, it felt pretty good, and I liked okay, well, the fight, and I felt like it was a great fight. Uh, you it might be an outlier, suffering. but it felt like good suffering. I don't know if that makes sense, but it felt like good suffering. Okay, well, the majority opinion I see is that they did not have as fun on Shiva than they did in previous raid tiers or fights. Okay, okay. I feel like that's just a Shiva thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shiva it's... itself isn't exactly an outlier. I mean, it's just a punishing fight. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was pretty simple mechanically. It had some of the easier mechanics uh, that we've seen. It's just that they were really punishing if you messed them up. People also chose really stupid strats, I think, to... I, I think Light's Rampant was did more harm than good as a mechanic. It was a good mechanic, but I feel like it did a little more harm yeah. than good. Yeah. Um, and it was a big stopping point for a lot of people that were trying to get through. I also think Knockback Mirrors was fucking Knock shit, back. and I hated that. Because you had to like time that within a, a second, you had to time your, your knockback. and that That's a PF strat, yeah. That's, I don't know that's why not- they... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or and I could agree. Yeah, that, that they should have just did it normally. I don't, I don't know yeah. why they decided to do. The normal was so comfy. Didn't, yeah. There's no timing to it. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't easy Terrible. cheesy though. Uh, so I don't know. Easy, right, so you wanted you to constantly wipe there because people were not good at it. But yeah. uh, as far as like the, I guess the original topic of like optimism for next expansion. I mean, like 
I guess like just talking about like this, like I feel pretty cynical, I guess. I mean, I said at the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, like that I'm a cynic because like all I can think about, like I, I want healing to be harder and more interesting. But all I can think about is how all the roll skills in Stormblood had a ton of CC skills on them. And then they literally didn't do anything. Like they were completely useless. Like Melee had the skill called Crutch, which was only in Asuna for binds and slows. And it's like, <laughs> why do we have... And it's just like, th- there was like a race, which was for dots. It was like, I remember people... I remember when we saw those skills, people were like, oh, you know, they're bringing back CC and raids. Um, why else would they give you these skills? That was like the prevalent opinion. And then they they didn't, and the skills were just useless. And it's like, mm. I I don't like, like. I'm not gonna say it's definitely gonna be this way, but I worry that like we're just gonna get new healing tools. It's like specifically when I say this, I like what comes to mind is the tank stuff. Like we're gonna get all these new tank mitts, and then busters are just gonna do the same amount of damage, and it's gonna be like the like mitigating them is like gonna be even more of an afterthought than it already is. And it's, like, um, that, like, worries me, I guess. I mean, the thing is, like, with the new expansion, like, of course, I, I say all that. But, of course, like, I'm excited for it. Like, new raids, new jobs. Like, no matter what, like, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna play it. Like, I pre-ordered it. I took time off work. Like, obviously, I'm really excited for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, um, I, I, I can't just, like, ignore the things that, to me, are potentially problematic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think that Square Enix has improved in their, their overall raid development ability throughout. Like, it's been a journey, man. It's been a journey since they started. We went from uh, Coils to, what was it, the Savage back then, to Alexander, then down that slope, and then we went through uh, Stormblood. And then I feel like Shadow... In my opinion, I feel like Shadowbringer raids, Shadowbringer raids were good. I felt like they did a good job with them. I, You all might have a different opinion on that, but I do feel like they did a pretty decent job. And I feel like they're only going to kind of repeat that process and go forward now that they're starting to find their group. Uh, I think but, overall they're better than Stormblood, yeah. Storm, I think they're... I mean, each 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 expansion has their own... You know, at least modern expansion, like Stormblood onwards. Mm-hmm. You know, Stormblood had its good fights. Stormblood had its bad fights. Eden has its good fights. Eden has its bad fights. Yeah. I mean, they got rid of that repeat mechanic, right? Where you're like, let's just do the same mechanics for the last fifty percent of the fight, mm-hmm. uh, basically. So, I mean, nice. I I'd prefer I preferred Omega over Eden's Promise, even if even though it repeated. Really? Yeah, I disagree. I think Eminem plus Final Omega was much better than Eden's Promise plus Oracle. I did not Oracle that much, but I don't know if I agree with you regardless. <laughs> Oracle's um. The the my issue with Oracle is that it's two aim minute fights back to back, which significantly cuts on the difficulty of the execution part of Oracle. Figuring out is a different story, like solving the mechanics are a different story, but when it comes to like the execution part, it like definitely dampers the uh difficulty level of it. Well, we're gonna get into a whole raid conversation, so I feel like we should back up and go ahead and start closing this conversation down. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else in regards to healers that you, you all want to uh, throw out there in the last few minutes of the show? I feel like we uh, said that 30 minutes ago, and then we talked went on about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I think we did pretty good today. 
but I just want to give you a chance, unless if, like, you know, Momo interrupted Ariza, and Ariza's like, motherfucker, I had this really good point. I was ready to put it, and then, like, he lost it for 30 No? Okay. No, if I just say stuff. Okay, good. Um, with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up today's show, then. Uh, and then we, we have, there's a lot to talk about before Endwalker comes out. Uh, we have barely a month, again, barely a little bit over a month before we st- can get access to it, uh, and get into all this stuff. And it's going to be crazy. This is for me personally, I don't know for you all, but for me personally, I haven't been excited, this excited for an expansion before, like out of all the other expansions, for some reason, this one just hits more. I think I'm the most excited for the story, uh, if I'm completely honest. It does I'm, look really interesting, yeah. I, I know I'm a raider and I'm into the hardcore scene, but it's the same writer, and they were amazing in Shadowbringers, and I'm super hyped for the story going into Endwalker. Yeah. yeah. I'm hyped. Uh, and Ryza and Momo, they're not. But that's okay. No, I am. I'm excited <laughs> for the story, actually. Uh, yeah, you're So... Um, yeah, you, you have actually a, f- a full month to absorb all the story stuff before you get into Savage and you don't even care about the story doesn't even matter at that point. Right. Cause you're just skipping cutscenes You already saw in normal. So, and you don't have to, there's not a world first. I'm not doing a world first for normal. So <laughs> it's to, to be clear, most of the Raiders who are interested in the story, they skip mm-hmm. all the cutscenes, but then we go back on an alt and we watch all the cutscenes. Fair. So that's very standard for most of the people I know. Yeah, I think uh, more hardcore readers are interested in story than people might think. Yeah, in my group, I think every person reads the story, and like no one's even like, I'm the only person who doesn't. I think in my group, so I think mm. half my group does too. Even while you guys are like racing, or are you talking about? No, 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 no not during the race. <laughs> okay, that's what I was about to say. That's a really, really bad thing about rushing is like, even if you do rush the story and skip cutscenes, it does spoil it still a tiny bit because like, you know, what's coming up based on like what you fight in like trials and like dungeons and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you don't also like, there's not really a huge incentive to rush the expansion. If you are interested in the story versus like a world race thing. Right. Like, yeah. uh, Like, like I said, my group's really interested in the story. Like six of the eight of us are like not rushing; they're just taking it at their own pace. Well, I mean, and that's the great thing yeah. for this is that the the main story ends right here, right? Uh, you don't get a patch to end this main story; you get a patch to start the next story. So, like, you can take your time to finish up what they're planning to finish up with this main storyline. Oh, really? They're doing it like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just it's kind of like Heaven's Word. Like the main arc ended with mm. just three then you had the post it's gonna be similar yeah but this is like a clear cut like the the main story 100 percent done like they're not gonna have a patch that adds on to that story or anything else the next patch is the next story um so it, it i feel like this is a really rough like cut of like hey experience an rpg have fun in an rpg then we'll get into all the serious rating shit later i heard it was gonna be like a full fledged jrpg length yeah, that would make sense. Um, okay, uh, anyways, yeah. fuck. All right, guys, uh, this has been a great show. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What about the what about the questions? You didn't, you didn't get any viewer questions? I no, no, I don't do viewer questions anymore, dude. Uh, wait, really? Not really. Yeah, because uh, it's just wait, so why much, not? Because it's so much work, dude. Like I have to go in here and look at the code. You had a spreadsheet. 
Uh, all right. I, you know what? Let's just have them ask completely within chat, and then we'll. If, if you guys see a question in chat that you want to answer, then we'll answer it. But if you don't see a question in chat you want to answer, then we'll just say screw it. You know. Uh, but yeah, no, I really haven't done viewer questions because it just never fits in anymore. It's like we, we yeah, spend so much time talking. It just never, never really yeah. works out. <laughs> What's your favorite DPS for Inwalker? This is a healer show. Momo, where's your cat? Reaper's <laughs> <laughs> uh... looking pretty good. Reaper looks really cool. Like the animation wise, like mm -hmm. it looks really good. I don't hate my viewers, you stupid idiots. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Please don't leave me. Uh, do you think uh, Scholar's Toolkit can compete with Sage's potency? On uh, no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw that. Uh, I don't have a. Well, I'm just reading the chat. We're just reading oh. the chat, dude. Uh, oh, okay. How would you feel if Se changed redraw to? have infinite uses while a card is drawn instead of one use per draw. No, 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 no. That'll, that becomes oh. a new player trap. And they'll just shuffle forever and lose a whole bunch for free. No, 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 no. Okay. Can't uh, do that. Any media tour questions are stupid, so I'm not, I'm not, they're not stupid. I'm sorry. It only refers to I mean, me, and I, I care about our guests yeah. right now. So we're going to talk about that stuff. Uh, and so with new tank changes, our healers even more redundant in normal dungeons oh um oh actually oh actually Barbara, i think um so one thing i think would be really interesting right if they don't increase um like outgoing uh like healing in this game i think it's very possible that we see like a solo heal meta potentially uh, it depends on the raid mechanics. Like, yeah, raid mechanics are targeting. Of course, yeah. Than, yeah. Like I'm in Prague, confident. like you sort of do. You, in Prague, you would do, definitely do. Nah, I mean, it, it, it's a big if, but I think it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the thing is, they design so many mechanics nowadays that are based around two healers. So, like something like E9S yeah. would be like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, are you guys ignoring family gatherings to raid when the new tier comes out? Kill beforehand. Yeah, probably gonna clear before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twenty first, right? That's four whole days. Yeah, you got plenty of time. You got plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, this is a long one. Uh, I'm gonna try it. Do you feel that the resource management for the four healers when it comes to MP regeneration will scare newbies away from playing it? And how uh, would you tell SE to fix the current poor MP resources? Wait, Do new players think about mana? I don't. I don't think it's going to scare anybody away. It's yeah. it's really only in like super optimized scenarios that it's a problem. Yeah. If you're if you're sitting on GCD, for example, and just not casting, you won't have any MP issues. Yeah. I know a lot of newer players who don't even push Lucid until they're out of MP and they get by just fine. <laughs> yeah, the MP issues are only really relevant to rating. Even then, it's still like Kia said. Some some healers don't even constantly spin their GCD or roll their GCD. Hmm. So it's not the end of the world if you lose out on like five DPS GCDs in any given content. That's whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, with the improvements to regions and the core damage spells and the possibility of S Sage, I think. F what? Sage, what? typo? 
Yeah, is that, maybe Sage, uh, Scholar, playing nicely, doesn't uh, send any red flags for you guys about possible steady raid attrition damage uh, mechanics coming in, shift and rages, etc. Soft and rages, I think he means. Soft, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I was having a little bit of a hard time. Uh, but yeah, any uh, answers to that question? I refer back to what I said about the CC skills. I don't think you can look at existing toolkits and make any draw any conclusions about future raid design okay i, yeah. I get the feeling that they're like class design people don't really talk to their raid design people and i wish they did because it would be nice but no you're wrong I'm, keo they all uh, communicate properly don't fucking get me in trouble all right <laughs> <laughs> the thing i mean the thing is like it says send any red flags but it's just like it was the same thing as like you know darn lash or white mage that's a viable comp and in some cases you know it's usually more optimal too it, It'd be like the same same thing, but flip for shield healers. Like the thing with Scholar. Okay, the advantage of Scholar Sage have actually over White Mage and Astro is that Scholar and Sage have lots of pure healing in their toolkits, whereas White Mage and Astro don't have as much shield potential as, as like Scholar and Sage do. Hmm. Okay. And it looks like that's all the questions. I don't think there's any other questions. I don't see. Oh, well, did we talk about Minor? We talked about Minor Arcana, right? Yeah. yeah, essentially, like they do the same potency if you get to save a uh, healing juice city with a uh, lady, so the Archie's whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like it's gonna suck at some points, but like you know, I, don't, I don't really care too much about it. Oh, what's your opinions on Sage and T? I guess that's a possibility, isn't that a thing? Well, so we get Panheima, which is pretty useful in a lot of spots, and and T. I don't think any of the other healers get their AOE healing skill at seven, or at eighty. I think the only skill you don't have is Numa. I think the other ones are just like upgrades to existing skills. Oh, and uh, Braces, but I don't think it cares about that. Yeah, Sage is going to do... Um, actually, it's really funny because uh, Scholar kind of got nerfed a little bit in, in T after the expansion because Broil, the Art of War stays the same, or actually it might be a little bit weaker, but Broil's like 255 potency at level 80 now. It is extremely nerfed compared to... Uh, today and they don't really nothing's else changed so it's just a straight loss in potency yeah i think you bring sage preferably to t now yeah which is interesting because that will also help out white mage losing cure three spam during the soft and rage as well with panheima so and typically new jobs are like ridiculously strong when under sync or under low, uh sink down mm-hmm. um so see just if, if gunbreaker is anything to go by it's gonna do like ridiculous damage too hmm Okay. Uh, which healer has the highest skill cap, in your opinion? Astro. Astro. I think Astro. Astro, yeah. It's kind of not... It's actually kind of... That's the weird thing. I feel like Astro is... It's going to be a lot harder than the other three healers, which the is op- kind of concerning. The optimization to get the right card on the right person every time and just having to know people's burst windows. I mean, it's less complicated now because burst windows are more normalized. But mm. still, there's just a high, such a high ceiling to get the most out of your Astro play. And now you're also adding the, the fact of optimizi- optimizing your Lords and Earthly Star into raid buffs because Earthly Star is 320 potency now. It just it becomes this weird issue where... It just requires way more thinking than like the other healers because like it probably goes Astro, Scholar equals White Mage and then Sage I would say in terms of skill cap, um, 
in scholar equals y image just depends on the fight because like if there's a fight like uh like e11 right where there's like a bunch of downtime to where like you want to maximize as much you know lilies during downtime as possible uh y image is going to increase in difficulty but if it's just like a straight up time fight y mage probably be pretty easy Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Sage's heals being insta-cast GCDs will pose a problem for burst healing where you need to delay a heal for soft and rages or J-waves, etc.? No. You, no. Just, you just hold your GCD. Okay. If you really have... Yeah. Okay. It is easier if it's instant. That's yeah. what you do today, anyways. Yeah, no. if you spam GCDs in um, relativity, uh, Quietus is like three seconds apart, each one, so if you spam it, you actually like get ahead, so I usually just like wait same with J waves, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's, that's like the biggest cause for wipes and J waves is healers who don't time their heals properly. They just get smacked by the the next one because like either their shields don't uh, apply because the galvanized effect doesn't get removed, or uh, you know they just overheal. Yeah, getting one heal in between each one and not accidentally like healing just before the hit, causing you to get two hits in a row without a heal in between. That's just easier to not make that mistake on Sage, which is just makes it better. Like, or sorry, it makes it easier yeah sage is really user friendly i think it's it's uh, it's almost comparable to y mage in terms of how like accessible it is to new players like it's it looks really overwhelming from like a tooltip perspective but like the abilities are very straightforward like there's no thinking like scholar and astro have a lot of thinking to their abilities because you astro requires like very precise timing and scholar requires you to know when to use each ability for every situation sage isn't necessarily the same so I think that's a it's a pro to sage as well. Okay, uh, we'll ask this one last question. I'm assuming I already know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask anyways. Uh, do all three of you plan on progging on what you consider your main healer, or does it really just depend on what the patch, the uh, savage patch day says for the meta? I'm going to be ready with three different healers, and we're gonna I'm going to react to the patch and, and play them enough ahead three. of time that it's... three different healers. Yes. Not four? No. no, you normally don't need to because your co-healer has a preference. Yeah, usually, well, at least in my group uh, and mm. the, how it's always been is we have one locked in each and then we flex the others. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, so like, for example, I'm locked into Scholar if it's viable mm -hmm. and Ara would be locked into Astro if it's viable and then we flex the other two. Okay. There you go. Yeah. All right, yeah. Momo, are you satisfied? Huh? Yeah. With the I'm questions? Excited. Jeez. Oh shit. yeah, yeah, yeah! I feel like an asshole, dude. Make, making me look bad got, in front of my got, viewers. Why you gotta hate your viewers? I'm just here to, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't hate. Them. I'm just not gonna say anything and just go on, you know, and just like they wouldn't be upset because they didn't know anything bad happened, and then you brought that up. And now I gotta freaking do this probably every single show now. Ah, um, yay! <laughs> well, that being what? said, that being said, you guys have been fantastic it, it really means a lot to have this it is something that is uh i the one thing i think i wanted to talk about and a lot of community wanted to talk about was healers because this is a really big deal getting an extra healer it is we we haven't had an extra healer in a while and i know it feels like maybe we're not really getting an extra healer we're just getting this extra flavor uh right and it may be just like the same thing like you guys were saying that it's kind of one for one with scholar in some ways but it is something new to play around with and it's not just the same three healers because that would have sucked going into this expansion which is the same three healers right yeah well i mean i wouldn't mind it but some I'm people that's how i felt in shadowbringers <laughs> yeah like i was actually when people said um 
but they were sad that like a we didn't get a healer and a shadowbringers. I was like, I was actually kind of glad because like I knew that it wouldn't really be that impactful. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm glad they. I'm glad. Well, no, I didn't mean like that. Why, why are you laughing? I'm just saying like <laughs> just I, I'm so glad. Like, so like I don't give a fuck like the whole time. No, no, no. I'm saying like because of the way they were designing at the time, I don't think yeah. it was the right time for them to add a healer. But now that they kind of have an idea of what they actually want, I think it's you know I think it's good that they okay. delayed it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that being said, uh, let's go ahead and do our final little round here where we do the shout outs and we do where people can find you and everything else. Uh, and we'll, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, and we're going to start with you again, Ariza. Uh, Why? Because <laughs> you're the top. You're, like, you're 12 o'clock, right? You're, and I got to go God. around, dude. Uh, always <laughs> clockwise. Never counterclockwise, which is stupid. You know, counterclockwise is the worst. But Ariza, come on. Where people, what am I supposed where, to say? Just shout outs and where Hi. people can find you, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me on, see, I have Twitter, I stream on Twitch, I do YouTube videos, like some short guides. I also have a TikTok, although I haven't used it a lot recently. Um, and yeah, all of them are just Arising Mercury on all of them. So yeah, and uh, shout outs, I don't know. I don't, I don't you don't, you care about shout out. Thanks, Frosty, for having me on. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I do want to say, Ariza, what do you put on your TikTok? Because, like, I didn't th- think you'd have a t- Like, is it, like, funny? Yeah, news? so, well, sometimes I make shit posts, but mo- usually it's, uh, like, these 30-second to one-minute guys that explain some, like, fundamental rudimentary <clears throat> aspects of the game. So, like, what stack markers are, like, different types of proximity damage, stuff like that. Is that something that TikTok, there's, like, a, is there a Final Fantasy fourteen TikTok community? No, that's the thing. Not really. Okay. Okay. So Or is making that bag. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs> he's the only one. He's uh, making use of it. Uh, holy shit! All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Ariza. Please follow him if you aren't already, because he does stream, and you will be streaming Prague, I think, as well. Ariza, is that right? Oh yeah. If you're interested in like world race fast progression, I stream Prague, so my team yeah. will be streaming um, this upcoming Savage Tier. Yeah, and Ariza also shouted out his team because they're amazing, and he's so glad he could be no. with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Momo, do you want to go now? Where can people can find you in shoutouts? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, FFXV Momo on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. It's the same thing for all of them. Uh, you know, shout out to Face Temperance and The Balance, you know, of course, you know, bringing helpful guides and community discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's pretty much it. All right, all right. Oh, I have a uh, shout out. Shout out to Momo's cat. Yeah, shout out your cat. <laughs> I'm not even in my room right now. Why? So no one's ever been obsessed with your cat before this show. It's because my cat always comes in when I'm streaming, I think, and they always like say, show cat, and I said oh. no. Okay. Yeah, I always ask for cat cams. I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You could, oh, did you set up a cat cam? No. Why not? They They don't deserve it. Oh shit! Now yeah, you're disrespecting them, dude. Yeah, no, I, I'm allowed to. It's my chat. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, but please follow Momo. You're gonna also stream your prog when it it comes up around Christmas, right? Yeah, we also stream uh, speed kills and stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Keo. I'd like to second the shout out to Face Temperance. They're amazing, and I love what they did for the community. I love the challenges and the hell modes and the resources they have. Big shout out. They're great. Um, also, obviously, my raid group. Um, I love all of them. It's amazing that we're still together this long. Uh, you you can't find me on social media. I don't exist. 
Um, but I do have a Twitter, uh, underscore Keanu underscore, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Radiance Discord, I post occasionally. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, and big shout outs to my co-healer, Ara, the best healer in the world. There you go. Yeah, I actually, no, he's not on this show though, right? It's, it's, it's Ryza, Momo, and Keo are the best ones in the world. Because that's True. how people judge it, right? Because as soon as I'm done with this show, people are going to be like, why didn't you fucking get this guy? Why didn't you get fucking get this person? Why didn't you fucking get that? I know that's going to happen. It always happens. It always happens, man. Uh, but you are all fantastic. I love talking with all of you. Uh, and again, it really means a lot. And by the way, Keo, world first in very many cases, uh, plant, hoping to go for it again. Uh, the only unfortunate part is that you guys don't stream it because of how hardcore you're going at it, right? Kyo? Wait, I'm sorry, what? No, you got, but you won't be streaming your prog, right? No, 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 no streaming from us. We okay. will, uh, I mean, if, if we decide to stream, it will definitely be big news because we have no plans. So we'll yeah, let you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure if someone gives you guys like 100,000 each each stream, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh we can go ahead and start wrapping this up uh i, I appreciate everybody that came to watch this today i love talking about different jobs and everything that the community is excited for uh and healers again very very exciting time for them even though some of the things that momo said didn't sound very exciting i think that overall i'm excited I'm, I'm excited for scholar i'm excited for sage i think they're both going to be very interchangeable i'm excited for astral i'm actually really excited for astral um, same it, yeah. I was like, as soon as like my co-healer is the one that plays Astro, and he was like really excited for Sage. I'm like, listen, you know, uh, you know, you can play Sage if it's meta, but if Astro's meta too, I'm playing Astro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll have your one, right? Uh, yeah. All right, I've been, well, a, I've been on Astro hiatus since uh, since Creator, and I'm actually going to try after all <laughs> Yo, this. Creator, so let's go. It, it looks <laughs> so exciting, man. I'm actually going to pick it back up for uh, and Walker. Play nice. it a little bit. Nice. All right. Well, that being said, uh, again, thank you very much to Andre Kane for the music and the intro and the closing. Thank you very much to my wife, Kerr, who is uh, halfway through our uh, the pregnancy now. Uh, so we're just about, I think, four or five months away from having a baby. Uh, so I appreciate it. I know she's going through a rough time with all that. Uh, and also very much uh, thank you to all the Patreons, all the supporters, all the everybody's uh next week i'm not entirely sure what the topic is going to be because there's a handful of things that we need to talk about but we got to pick which one we are going to talk about so give me a little bit of time on that and i'll announce that on twitter follow me on twitter uh frosty tv stream uh for some reason i wanted to make it really long and uh i put all my updates there or you can just go to i think it's mog talk tweets it's the other twitter for mog talk uh you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend until next time be good keep cool stay frosty everybody say bye and wave bye Hi. There we go. Hey everyone, thanks for watching the show. I appreciate it. Full of uh, you know uh, awesome people. We gotta thank for supporting the show with Patreon. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start with a couple of uh, communities. Awk Warning, a wonderful community uh, that works on a website that helps with PVE resources. Then there's Teamcraft, which is a crafting resource if you can wanna work with others. Then there's Phase Temperance which is an awesome community that puts together PvE events for raiders of all different types. Now, uh, we also just have some really awesome people who help support the show. Dude, it's Antonio, D Fury, Daniel H, 
JJ, Megan C, Dami, Psyche, and Tagalong, and last but not least, Dirk. Thank you all for your extremely generous contributions through Patreon uh, and everyone else who supports on Patreon and Twitch subs, whatever you do. It, it really does mean a lot. Uh, We're going to have some pretty crazy shows uh, coming up in the next few weeks, and I hope you stick around for them. Until then, be good. Bye.